there was an idea. To bring together two remarkably geeky people. To see if their podcast could become something more. So that when fellow geeks needed us, we could bring them geeky content. In a way, other podcasts never could. to episode 21 of Geek So To Speak podcast. As always, my name is Shaf, and with me on the line, on the online, not America online, but living in America, we're talking about the wonderful Californian, we're talking about Wonder Rob. Sounded like a a tiny little jab that I still have my AOL email address. (laughs) Well, I keep sending you emails and you're not answering me back to those ones. So what are you going to do? I'm (laughs) just because I still have booby lover 69 at (laughs) AOL.com. Was that, was that, was that really your email? 14 year old email address. (laughs) It was called booby lover. That well, Mr. Booby Lover. If we're going to get specific, I had a, I had a few. I had a few interesting ones. One of them was um, I was trying to be like funny, and instead of calling my, myself Sloppy Joe, even though my name is not Joe, I thought, what if my name was was Walter? And I thought like Sloppy Walter was like a funny name. So I legitimately had a handle called Sloppy Walter. <laughs> man, kids are dumb. Kids are so dumb. Oh man. I think I, I also had one Jimbo. No, Jimbo. So no, nah, I, don't, I don't remember that one. But yeah, it was bad. <laughs> what did we say, bad. Walter? Yeah, Sloppy it's Walter. Fine. But don't if you call me Sloppy Walter like in public, I will not turn my head. I will not turn around, and uh, I will not acknowledge you. <laughs> hey, Walt. No, <laughs> yeah. no need to get defensive, buddy. <laughs> yeah, just, friends here. I just named after Disney. That's all. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so this podcast episode, episode 21, we're very excited to bring to you. This is something we've been preparing for because we're preparing for Infinity War. And uh, definitely this podcast, like no other, is a celebration of our inner geeks. Wonder Rob, do you feel like we celebrate properly our inner geeks? Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, very much so. <laughs> I don't think my inner geek could get celebrated more so than it gets to celebrate during our podcast episode. So we're definitely very excited about that. Uh, we bring bi-weekly episodes. Um, we try to do them bi-weekly. Sometimes they get spaced out a little bit longer, but we definitely aim for bi-weekly shows. Uh, definitely this episode comes uh, bi-weekly for sure. And we'll have another episode of, about a week or so from now when we see Infinity War. We're actually, today is officially 11 days until Infinity War. Oh my goodness, 11 days has never felt so long. (laughs) It really does feel like an eternity, but it also feels super darn close that it's just like within arm's reach almost. It's crazy. Um, One thing we always talk about in our episodes is geek culture news. So we're going to bring a little bit of that. This episode has a kind of a unique flavor because we're so excited and because I would say we're huge Marvel fans. Would you say Wonder Rob? Oh, Huge. Or as the the president likes to say, huge. Huge. (laughs) (laughs) Really huge hombres. Okay, so um, anyways, but yeah, we bring the we bring the geek culture. We're going to bring an article a piece to talk about today uh, as well. Uh, we're going to recap everything or mostly everything that has happened in the MCU up until this point, most of uh, which we're going to focus on where are the heroes? Where did we last see them? What are they up to? Where are the Infinity Stones? And what do they do? What are these Infinity Stones? What's their powers? And uh, sort of talk a little bit about that. After we talk about that, we'll take a little commercial break. When we come back after that, we're going to get into the theories. So a lot of a lot of geek culture, especially nowadays, is heavily heavily based in sort of uh, the the theorizing that theory culture that kind of kicks in. And you know, definitely people can say what they will, but I actually really enjoy theorizing. Excuse me, theorizing about uh, about stuff, especially Infinity War. Um, I don't know about you, Wonder Rob. Oh, yeah. My uh, fiance is absolutely sick of talking to me about this uh, because (laughs) it's more me talking and her saying, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I I legit, uh, I scoured YouTube to find the perfect MCU recap for my girlfriend to watch. She watched it today. And she doesn't have, she said, I want to watch it again when we get a little bit closer because she's going to go with me to see it on the 26th. Um, so I'm really excited. And she, uh, she just said, I'll have some more questions for you when I watch it again. So I was like, okay, yes, bring, bring on the questions. Yeah. yeah. Make her listen to this episode too. I know. This is good. This will be good. Uh, this will definitely be good research for her. Absolutely. Hi, Walter's girlfriend. <laughs> that sloppy Walter to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then of course we close our episodes out with a mini mystery unboxing. Yes, yes. This time I have two, count them two. Infinity War Special Edition bobbleheads. This time I have both of them, which is a little unusual because usually it's Shaf who has both of them, but not this time. I hold all the power. <laughs> that, was a little, that was dramatic. But that was good. That was I good. do have the power. So we'll That's get- pretty exciting. It's, it's a role reversal. Oh, finally. Somebody's going <laughs> to role play with me. <laughs> yes, master. Okay, so uh, this episode dedicated to MCU's fallen heroes. Fallen heroes. These are the ones that really helped our heroes on their journey to become the Marvel superheroes that we know them today. Uh, 
Wonder Rob, we can just kind of like alternate, like bringing up some names of people that you think we should uh, dedicate this episode to. But I'm okay. thinking, I'm thinking, uh, you know, way back to the first movie, uh, Iron Man. Iron Man, Tony Stark could not have done what he did. He would, would not have been properly motivated had it not been for Jensen. That's true. So well, my mind say, goes, oh no, my mind goes straight to Agent Coulson. Ooh, there you go. There you go. And you know what? He's a very unique character because he has fallen and risen and currently on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for those that are watching. They know oh yeah. He's struggling. He's kind of, uh, he's got like a terminal thing going on. He might die. Uh, we're, I'm not really sure how the season's going to go because he's sort of been the guy to die and come back and die and come back and stuff. Like, who knows what's going to happen to him? But yeah, so Agent Coulson for sure. Uh, in Thor's world, we've got Queen Frigga. Uh, not to mention some of the the Warriors 3. Odin. So many people have died in Thor's world. Yeah, what about uh, Star-Lord's mom, Meredith Quill? Oh, yes, yes. Cancer in her brain. Caused by ego asshole ego yeah Um, yeah, and then of course uh you know in the first guardians if we're gonna talk guardians the og groot oh groot and yondu yondu that was a tough one yondu was a tough one for me uh guardians of the galaxy too that was that was so tough i was i wanted him in infinity war you never know you never know but probably not um also uh if you recall in age of ultron quicksilver Oh, yes. Maxima. Yes, he did not see that one. You did not see that one coming. (laughs) He did not see a sequel coming. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you who I am uh, the absolute most devastated, the most devastating death out of any Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, in my opinion, would be Anthony. Oh, man. Poor Anthony. They really did a great job of making me feel something for an ant. <laughs> I know, right? In that moment, like I felt like my like dreams were crushed. My childhood was was ruined in the right when that ant just bit it. It was just terrible. Um, moving over into the uh, Netflix Marvel world uh, in the recent Defenders series, Stick. Bit oh yes. Yeah. I forgot about Stick. <laughs> and Stick had been a, 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 you know, around a long time, Daredevil's mentor, just the kind of guy that always made the scenes interesting. So it was kind of tough to see him go. Oh, yes, yes. How about uh, if we're going to stick with like that era? Why, well, like uh, Maria Stark, Peggy Carter, Howard Stark. That's true. That's true. Those, the, uh, man, you think about it. Uh, Tony, he's lost some important people in his life. That's for sure. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and Cap losing Peggy, but then sort of kind of dating her niece. Uh, awkward, but okay. Um, of <laughs> That's course. Cap for you. <laughs> <laughs> T'Challa, well, he's still a virgin, so, you know, go figure on that. Yeah. Um, T'Challa's dad, T'Chaka, got killed in uh, Civil War. That was tough. Oh, that's uh, true. How, uh, don't forget about the ancient one. Oh, yes, the ancient one. The ancient one was tough. I, uh, uh, Doctor Strange is one of my favorites. I'm really excited to see him in Infinity War. Uh, and then, you know, keeping with, uh, uh, with uh, Black Panther, uh, you know, there were a few people within that. Uh, some of his family, Zuri, uh, some of the characters that lead up into Killmonger and this or that. So it's, uh, you know what? They've got a lot of people to dedicate to. So thank you, MCU, for bringing uh, the heroes behind the heroes. And uh, yes, yes, thank you. Oh, and we can't forget the rhinos, the rhinos in Black Panther that got killed. Oh, that's true. 
That well, is true. Wah, wah. There'll be more. There'll be more in Infinity War. <laughs> Guaranteed. Wonder Rob, what did you bring for some of that geek news? News, news, news. Well, I wanted to stray a little bit from the beaten path. Uh, I know we talk a lot about Marvel because, well, we're Marvel zombies through and through, but... Since we're going to spend a whole episode talking about Marvel, I decided, okay, I'm going to talk about something else, something a little more passionate, video games. Because we've been a little light on the video game news lately, so I'm going to chime in here real quick. Because the word on the street, the, the hot goss on the street, is that 2K Games is working on a new secret sequel to Bioshock. Now, uh, Shaf, let me ask you, did you ever play Bioshock? Uh, this is awkward. No, uh, uh kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. I played the demo, uh, that was on like Xbox Live, like gold membership or whatever. Like, you got a chance to play it briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being really, really bad at it. And oh. when the giant guy with like the aquatic suit, oh, that's a big daddy, a big daddy. About. So, when big daddy came after me, I pretty much shat myself and then the game ended very quickly after that. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Your, yeah, your Xbox exploded. Pretty much. Pretty well, much. I'm dead now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I, I can tell you that I don't have a lot of experience with Bioshock, but I do remember it being uh, ahead of its time for uh, graphics and cinematic events and sort of like the storyline that was really unique. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll, do a, I'll do a little recap. But, uh, do it, do I'm, it. I'm going I'm to go under the assumption that most of our listeners are familiar with Bioshock, but I'm going to pretend that there's one listener out there who doesn't really know what this game's about. So I'll call him Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> Let me very, tell you about Bioshock. That's a very specific name. Oh, I just picked that name right out of hat. Well, let's could, could be anybody. Okay, you know what? There's different variations on the word Daryl. Maybe we Daryl, should give him like Daryl. a like a prefix to Daryl. Maybe we should like. It'll be. I was thinking it'll be D A R R Y L. Oh, okay, like, yeah, that's good. And Daryl P. We'll call him Daryl P. Okay, okay, this is all totally random. Yeah, totally random. Anyway, so Daryl, let me talk to you for a sec. So Bioshock is a game, a series of games. There's Bioshock, Bioshock Two, and Bioshock Infinite for the Xbox, uh, Xbox 360 specifically. Um, It's a very story-driven single-player game uh, where you are, you're a gentleman flying in an airplane and your airplane crashes in the middle of the ocean. You wake up in the ocean and you see a giant clock tower, or not clock tower, excuse me, watchtower. You swim to the watchtower Save the watchtower! Exactly. Uh, And lighthouse it's lighthouse (laughs) it's a lighthouse oh my gosh you go to the lighthouse and you find that within the lighthouse there's like an elevator down and then you go into this like ship that that can go underwater and you find that there's this whole utopian underwater world lost in time lost in the mid 1930s 20s 30s ish era uh totally abandoned under the water but there's all these monsters running around, zombified people, and big daddies, big guys in old-fashioned aquatic suits walking around with little girls called little sisters who kill people, and you have to go after them, you have to harvest them, and it'll affect 
essentially if you get a good ending or a bad ending. And of course, I'm speaking very broadly of the game here. There's really a lot more to it than that. But it was a story, a very story-driven game, very, very immersive game. Okay. Yeah. And then Bioshock 2 came out, which was a sequel taking on, essentially picking up from where Bioshock 1 left off. And then you have Bioshock Infinite, which came out a few years later, which wasn't directly related to those first two games. It was a tiny bit, but not so much that you'd be able to figure it out right off the bat. And this time, instead of a city underwater, you're in the city in the sky, and you're on these big floating cities, and essentially the same type of game, just different setting. Uh, Very critically acclaimed, very well received. Uh, For me, personally, I would put the series in my top five games of all time. Wow. I don't know which one that I would uh, pick as my favorite, but I would say as a whole, they would go in my top five games. So I would say if your name's Daryl and you still have an Xbox 360 and you have access to a GameStop, why not go buy a $5 game? Get yourself Bioshock. Um, but now it's scary though, right? I remember being kind of scared. Like the little creatures would come at you and you'd, You'd get like these like mutated abilities on your hands. Right? Oh yeah. So it's it's a first person shooter, and so you you have your guns obviously and all sorts of different weapons, but you have these things called plasmids, which grant you different abilities, like to shoot fire out of your hands, uh, to shoot uh, freezing sort of ice. You can like shoot bees out of your hands that like go <laughs> after everybody. That was my favorite one personally. I would just go into a room and be like bees, 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 and then just wait. <laughs> to see if they attacked anybody. <laughs> like, please get them. <laughs> like, I really liked it. Uh, and a variety of others. But it, it adds a lot, of, a lot of cool chemistry to the gameplay, uh, which hasn't really been in a game, at least not that I've really seen, until uh, Dishonored, which is a game that's very similar. Um, but the reason why this is big news is because essentially, you know, they, they finished up the series. We're all under the impression that they're not going to make any more of these games. And it's been years now. Uh, since the last Bioshock came out. And now the rumor is, according to Kotaku, that um, several uh, former uh, employees of this company, Hangar 13, are now in the 2K games, and they're very secretly working on a new Bioshock game. Um, The reason why these rumors are out there is because there were these job listings within 2K that specifically said, a uh, stunning narrative and system-driven experience set in a fantastical world and called for a lead campaign designer that would love sitting at the nexus of story and design and has a passion for games that create a link between the two. Um, that sounds like Bioshock to us. Of course, nothing's officially been confirmed, but just uh, the the idea of a new Bioshock just gets me hard. I mean... <laughs> I mean, like, my, my muscles. Like, I'm ready to work out. Yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. Nothing else. Um, and Everything I'm else stays soft. It. Everything else stays soft. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> keep, your, keep your eyes on your proverbial radars because there might be a new Bioshock coming soon. Oh, man. Now, would you say that that game gets you more excited than Spider-Man PS4? It gets me excited. I don't know if it gets me more excited than Spider-Man on PS4 because Spider-Man is... At least there's a date on Spider-Man. I know I'm going to get that in September. And same with like, uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2, which is also going to be really awesome. We're just coming in October. Like Bioshock is, is these are, if even if this is something that's being worked on right now, 
these things are just just like sprinkling out to the public so obviously or most likely we probably won't get it for another three or four years because that's how video games work right they like to they like to say hey remember this game you like <laughs> guess what you're waiting even longer sucker guess what like, i wish they wouldn't i like most game companies don't do this very rarely can i think of an instance where they've done what i'm about to say but like Let's say you got a new Legend of Zelda game coming out just for the sake of argument. Don't announce it until let's say it's six months out. Like keep it a secret. Don't even don't even bring it up and then just be like, hey, guess what? You got a new Legend of Zelda coming out. And guess what, fuckers? Six months. <laughs> <laughs> and just make me cry my pants all over the place. That's that's I the ideal way to announce a game. Of course, no game companies actually. Do. Yeah, and certainly not a Zelda game. They they talk about that one for like five years. Oh yeah, they'll push that back a hundred times. They'll be like, <laughs> guess what? 2018. <laughs> Asterisk. Oh my gosh. Oh, I hate it when they do that. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to that. You know, uh, if it does come out, um, I might just go have and uh, pick that sucker up and uh, give it a shot and sort of maybe work backwards through my Bioshock. Uh, history. I would say you could play, you could play Bioshock, and you can, yeah, you could play Bioshock, and you could play Bioshock Infinite. I would say if you if you're playing Bioshock Infinite first, like I said, they're not directly related, but there are some references toward the end of the game, so that might fly over your head if you're not familiar with the other games but i wouldn't say it's critical that you play them in that order and then bioshock 2 bioshock 2 to me is like back to the future 3 where yeah i still like it if it's on i'll watch it but i'd rather watch two or one like that's uh, okay okay that's, uh, or ninja turtles 3 uh <laughs> the we don't talk about that one but if it's on you know it's good so that that's how i feel about bioshock 2 okay all right i dig it i dig it uh, Yo, Wonder Rob, did you happen to check out that new Solo trailer? Oh, you mean Solo, a Star Wars story? That's the one I'm talking about. Yes. Yes, I did. I did catch that trailer. Now, if you happen to be listening and your name is, let's say, Daryl. Oh, okay. Uh, then you might be interested in this trailer and this information because you might just win a lottery to be on the podcast oh when it's a lucky we, day for wait what name did we pick uh, i think what did we say was it uh, not no daryl daryl that's what I okay was. so if your name is daryl you you're saying he won the lottery to be on the podcast and talk about solo that's right that's right all right lucky for this daryl yeah he wanted he won a date with Shoff, so he's going to come out with me, and we're going to go see the movie together. Ooh. And then we'll all reconvene and have a podcast episode about it. Man, we just need to find somebody named Daryl. D-A-R-R-Y-L. With a P. Well, with a, with with a, a P. P in there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, yes. Yes. If Anyways. If, I mean, if, they're, if you're out there, if you're out there, let us know. Let us know. Um, so yeah, but this trailer—they just came out with the, the the newest one. I think they're considering this one to be the official trailer versus like a teaser trailer. And I have to say, this trailer blows the other trailers out of the water. This is far more interesting. Um, I think we get to see the Han Solo, or at least glimpses of the Han Solo that we remember uh, and love and cherish from Harrison Ford. What did you think? 
I was about to say, really? Because <laughs> I'm not exactly sold. <laughs> sold on this guy. Of course, there's not. I mean, he doesn't really speak until like a whole minute into the trailer. Yeah, that's true. Now, he says some funny stuff. Don't get me wrong. But it, he doesn't. I don't know what I'm, maybe I'm looking for him to do a Harrison Ford impression. I mean, I get that he's like younger, younger Han Solo, but like, I was like, all right, where's Harrison Ford? And it didn't seem like he was emulating it. Like, not like this is the same movie because it's not the same movie, but I'm going to use a dumb and dumber as an example. When you had those two guys essentially doing their imitations of Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels are like, okay, I can see what you're trying to do. <laughs> but I didn't see that in this trailer. And same with Donald Glover. Um, yeah. But I like Donald Glover. So like, okay, all right. You're not Billy D. You don't got that Colt 45. He, he, though, he still is charming though in the trailer. Like he still has that Lando charm um, where he's like, uh, Somebody said something about you. I want to see if it's true. And he's like, everything you've heard about me is true. <laughs> I yeah. love that. And all the aliens. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I will say the cinematic element of the, the trailer, there's a lot of moments where you can see the cinematography of the scene, the structure of how the camera is set up, um, whether it be like a shot through uh, Han Solo's legs looking at the the casino table of all the the bets and the all the stuff going down and all the the unsavory criminals out in the distance like it was a really cool uh filmmaking element like just looking at it from the standpoint of the scene structure i really like the way that they create the illusion of depth and the way that they're shooting this the cinematography looks like it's going to be pretty interesting yeah, and then I keep forgetting that Woody Harrelson is in this. <laughs> Every time I see him in this trailer, because I'll forget his whole existence in this movie, and then I'll see him in the trailer, and he's got that, like, Roy Munson hair <laughs> from Kingpin. <laughs> like, Munson, where's your wood hand, buddy? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and then a couple things that I thought were particularly funny in the trailer, that there's a, there's just, like, a tiny glimpse of, like, Chewy like going off into battle, running, getting ready to run on the Millennium Falcon, and he's like kissing a girl Wookie goodbye. <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, Chewy, you get some of that girl Wookie action." <laughs> Good job. Uh, and, some uh, people are saying that might be his wife. Oh man, they have they have weddings. No, oh, that's interesting. Wookie weddings. Okay. Well, I think there was, if I'm not mistaken, there was something to do with the Star Wars holiday special. <sighs> Ooh, I hope it's the Wookiee family from that. <laughs> They're like, we're pulling this into canon. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, I will uh, say, the one moment that I really felt like he was channeling Harrison Ford was when uh, he uh, Chewie says something and he goes, oh, well, what do you know? Like, there was, like, that sort of, like, yeah. gruff, like, uh, back talk that happened and it was the, it was the, the timing was so quick that I really felt that interaction sort of modeled the Han Chewy uh, interactions that we're used to. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. That that part made me chuckle and the part where uh, Chewy goes and he says, "You're 120 years old? Good. <laughs> you look great." <laughs> I was like, "What? These is this the first time anybody's ever heard of a Wookiee? <laughs> they live forever, you guys." It does make me wonder if he's just meeting Chewbacca in this movie, 
then either he's familiar with the Wookiee race and can speak Wookiee or how does that like the logistical side of me is like thinking, how did you master the Wookiee language so fast, dude, if you just met Chewbacca in this movie? Yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll have to see. He's fluent. He's fluent. In Maybe it. we'll see some scenes with him at Target purchasing a Rosetta Stone uh, for Wookiee, <laughs> and uh, it'll be like a montage of him. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need a montage. Or he's got like his little earbuds in, learning a foreign language while he sleeps. <laughs> the the cheese is old and moldy. <laughs> ah yes i got it i got it speaking of which just the other day for my birthday uh i happened to get a gift from a friend and uh this friend got me a book that is how to speak wookie oh yeah it was pretty excellent some of the things were very very specific so i can use them you know on the go traveling i don't happen to have the book on me so i apologize but there were some excellent spots, um, you know, for those that do speak Wookiee. That's what I would say to them. So It spells out of the grunts phonetically. Like, this is how you say <laughs> it. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, <laughs> you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> the, the thing that I, I find really interesting about Solo um, is that before, um, what's, what's the name of the actor playing... Uh, so uh, I'm just blanking on it right now. Alden. Uh, Ricker, I'll look it up. Okay, while, while you're looking at that, I'm going to tell this story. So uh, before this guy landed the part, Charlie Cox from Daredevil was actually up for the role of Han Solo. Interesting. Wow. And he auditioned for it right after his first, or he just finished wrapping the first season of daredevil he landed a solo audition uh he didn't know that it was a solo audition at the time uh but he found out later but he did his audition and they sort of looked at each other and said thanks we'll call you uh not in a good way and essentially he didn't get the audition and then his agent gets back to him later and says yeah you didn't get the the audition for solo and he's like man what happened he said his agent says to him, you didn't look anybody in the eyes. And he was he was still blind acting from Daredevil because he was so he did it for 12 episodes straight for for about five months, six months. And he was just so ingrained on acting like he was blind that the producers thought something was wrong with him. Ouch. <laughs> he didn't get the part. Dang. He said that on a couple interviews before, and that story just, still just cracks me up. Yeah, that's that's why we haven't seen Charlie doing anything else lately. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay, and his name, by the way, is Alden Ehrenreich. All right. Yeah. That's a dumb so name. It's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's one of those names where you kind of thought that maybe his agent would have been like, um, you think you got, we can call you something else? What's your middle name? <laughs> and he's like, uh, my middle name? Uh, my middle name is... Spaghetti. Hagrid. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So... I'm calling you Spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti Iron Rink or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, anyways. But, yeah. So, I think, like, there's moments you can see hints of, of the Han Solo that we know. Uh, we're going to see the Kessel Run 
which I'm not sure we needed to see. It's probably better as an elusive memory of something because we can sort of create the idea in our head of what that might have looked like. But I think knowing what it is exactly will either cheapen it or make it more interesting. So well, yeah, I'm interested in how they say less than 12 parsecs, but it's a it's not a measure of speed; it's a measure of distance. <laughs> so I'm interested in seeing how what they do about that. Yes, that's a good point. It's a good point. Um, there's this cool mag train scene where like the they're wearing those magnetic boots and the train is sort of like flipping over on its side and they're hanging on it. So that's, that scene looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. The movie is described as having like a heist element to it, which I do like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I'm going to have to see it anyways because of this podcast. So. That's right. You have no knock fucking on, choice. Exactly. Knock on wood. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's good. Hey, I'm a poet and I didn't even know that those worms rhymed when I spoke them. <laughs> so funny (laughs) (laughs) well all right well that's our geek news we kept it kind of light because we want to have plenty of time to talk about marvel stuff yeah so we're gonna switch gears and we're gonna spend a little bit of time on a path to infinity war yes the path to infinity War. War, war war so the first thing we want to talk about is where did we last see our heroes? Ah, this is a good subject. So uh, let me let me break down a couple of things for you. Maybe, well, I'll, we'll just go back and forth. And yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so let's talk about the leader, the uh, spearhead, the face of Marvel, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, Iron Man. So last we saw him, his whole setup is, of course, he's uh, mentoring young spider-man of course it's like do, do you want to be i can't do it do your do your robert downey impression do you want <laughs> uh what, what do you want me to say do you want to be in the Avengers? Oh, okay. <laughs> do you want to be in the avengers <laughs> what's his name again what <laughs> you do it way better than me <laughs> iron man is seen uh our last scene offering Good old Spidey, you know, a role within the Avengers. Of course, he gets shot down right away, and then he immediately turns that into uh, hey, Pepper Potts. Uh, do, 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 do you want to get married? Uh, what's, uh, what's, we got a show. We got to put these people out here. Uh, and one can assume he's just out there designing sweet new suits because, well, as we've all seen in the Infinity War trailer, it looks like he's got that badass bleeding edge Ooh. costumed just milking his whole body that looks good uh <laughs> i of course have my theories that he might be uh utilizing wakandan technology at this point i would hope so honestly because... i would love to see that collaboration of shuri and uh and tony stark or maybe he's just trying to emulate it on his own like maybe he saw black panther like oh you think you're better at suits i don't think so jack and he tries to make his own. So that could be it. But, uh, you know, he's the, essentially uh, the sole spearhead of the Avengers. Not very many people uh, left on the roster anymore at this point. But that's essentially where our boy Iron Man is at for right now. That's true. That's true. Another big hero, uh, the uh, other half of the Avengers leader. Uh, we're talking about Captain America. Good old Steve Rogers. Yeah, Steven. 
So Mr. Stephen Rogers, unfortunately, by the end of Civil War, found himself on the wrong side of the law, making him an enemy of the state. Uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming, they did poke some fun at that, which was really funny. Oh, yeah. Hannibal uh, or Jet Barras or whatever his name is. Yeah. He's like, I think this guy's like an enemy of the state now or something, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. you got to listen to him anyway. So, uh, but anyway, so, <laughs> so Captain America has sort of been fighting in the shadows, sort of uh, uh, doing uh, some work alongside uh, some other people they broke out of the raft, which was the prison that they were all stuck at as a result of their actions during uh, during Civil War. Uh, but come Infinity War, he has adopted a new, a new name. Uh, this is a, a comic book reference, of course, under the identity of Nomad. Oh, yeah. So at least according to the Russo brothers, that's what they right. said. They put out that's like right. a little picture it's like it looks like a terrible Photoshop like that, you know, you would see somebody do on Instagram. But it said nomad under a picture of Chris Evans. So that I kept that as official. Yeah, I would say that they should know they're the ones who put it together. But yeah, so he um Captain America broke out uh Scarlet Witch, Falcon, Ant-Man, and Hawkeye from the raft. And uh with the assistance of uh I believe Black Widow and also Falcon, uh, they have sort of combined forces and they're sort of working uh, to sort of uh, dismantle and take care of lots of the remaining Chitari technology or any type of alien tech that might exist. They're sort of the, not, not a cleanup crew, but they're definitely doing some sort of below the radar type uh, reconnaissance and missions. So they're still actively working for the betterment of of the world, but doing so sort of without getting caught is is the way. So Cap is sort of on the run right now. And we sort of found a little bit of that from the comic book that was released uh, in prep for Infinity War, which is called Prelude. Uh, And so we saw a little bit of what he's been up to with that. Yep, 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 yep. They're secret avenging. I hope that they call themselves the secret avengers. That would be cool. That would be really cool. Just like weird little end joke. We're the secret Avengers. Anyways, I got a beard now. <laughs> <laughs> it did well in focus groups, so we're keeping it. Yes, yes. So uh, moving on from there, you know, you got Scarlet Wish and the Vision. Um, according to the prequel prelude comics, uh, quite simply, Scarlet Witch and the Vision are setting up a new life together in Europe. Uh, you know, probably eating beignets, then uh, <laughs> wine, uh, holding up red wine to the vision and being like, yep, it matches your skin. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, drinking, being merry. Um, uh, would you say that Scarlet Witch has some sort of, like, I mean, he's half robot. She knows that, right? Like, uh, you're fucking a robot. Uh, <laughs> she's not complaining <laughs> whatever uh, i mean well he can I, he can <laughs> i was gonna say he can uh adjust you know the density and the mass of his body so i'm pretty sure scarlet which she's probably pretty happy she probably is he's and uh i don't even think like she uses like the f word she's just like do you want to phase let's phase <laughs> that's right oh, God, he phased me so good last night <laughs> Oh man, face right to me. Oh, this is getting going into a weird place. Maybe not we should mention, move on. <laughs> not to mention, he can change his like look. 
completely. Oh yeah, that's right. In the trailer, you do see uh, Paul Bettany, uh, the version of Vision. Uh, yeah. Just... Now it makes me wonder: Does his ability to change is that something that she's helping make possible, or it's just his phasing ability that makes that possible? Because we haven't seen it yet. Maybe he's been working on it. We know he's in the Civil War. Uh, he was trying to wear like human clothes. He was seen with like a turtleneck and like a big uh, sweater and and slacks and stuff. Oh yeah, perfectly ironed. Yeah, like, perfectly creased like shirts and slacks. Like it was perfect. Of course, he can just phase them out of nothing. He's not going into closets and putting them on. So, of course, you know those creases would be perfect. <laughs> and then, of course, he's trying to, like, make food. So you can see he's trying to develop these human-esque uh, qualities and behaviors. So I wonder if this is the next step in his evolution, the ability to actually phase into, like, a human form, or if that's something that she's helping manipulate. So uh, unknown at this point. Yeah, only time will tell, I suppose. But it is cool to see that romance come alive because, I mean, we've all been wondering as soon as Vision was around and knowing that Scarlet Witch was in the universe, that they were going to get together. It was bound to happen. Yeah, she's got problems, man. <laughs> it makes me wonder, it does make me wonder if they might eventually go down the road of like House of M or something like that. Oh, like, I would love it if they went to House of M. That would be pretty badass. Just, yes. she fucking like, just makes them all, all the mutants disappear. But then for that to happen, they really, that has to happen when that Fox merger is official that's got to take oh, place yeah. first you got to have the the x-men in the universe before you start wiping them off the from existence so that's true nothing till 2020 <laughs> but that would be really badass to see that yes um, so yeah so that's what's going on with scarlet witch and vision uh hawkeye hawkeye's been the, the real mystery of infinity war because uh the last thing that we saw of him was him being imprisoned on the raft but obviously being broken out uh, by Captain America. Mm -hmm. um, what we do know about him in the Prelude comic is that he is currently retired from avenging and he's back home with his family and still a fugitive though as well. So my guess is he's probably not living in that same house because that was something that I think S.H.I.E.L.D. at least knew about. So then I doubt that's a place where he could probably go back to. So I, I don't know exactly where he's at. And that's really the big mystery, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the episode about Hawkeye and the mystery of him in Infinity War. Yes. And then you have my boy, Ant-Man. Now, uh, Ant-Man, rumor has it, uh, he's not really going to be featured in this movie because he's going to have his own feature film along with the wasp later this summer uh but then lately there have been these little rumors swirling around that maybe he is gonna be in the movie people are uh, are very eagle-eyed and supposedly have been finding him on the infinity war posters very small hidden around different different areas so he may or may not be in the movie only time will 12 tell but last we saw uh he was also broken out of the raft <laughs> he says Pim always said, never trust a Stark. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, come on, man. Like, I don't know why it's so much. It's just so Paul Rudd. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm Star-Lord, man. <laughs> um, as far as we can tell from the trailer to Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, he's on house arrest uh, back with his family. And, we'll, of course, we'll learn more in that movie. Uh, so why he would be on house arrest... But Hawkeye wouldn't be. 
seems a little weird. Maybe uh, he wanted to go back to his family, but wanted to take maybe more of the straight and narrow path. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, possibly. I mean, we'll find out. But of course, Ant-Man rules. Uh, and I can't wait to see Anthony 2.0. <laughs> we'll have to see. I, You know, speaking of uh, Ant-Man and, and the Wasp and stuff, I really do believe that if we don't see them in Infinity War, I think the reason why has got to do with the the quantum realm i really believe that maybe whatever time they spend in there because that aspect of time and space is sort of uh it doesn't really exist or it doesn't exist in the same way that normal time would would pass i feel Mm -hmm. like they might end up in the quantum realm and by the time they get out of it infinity war might have happened like they pop out and then it's like whatever world is left after. <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd comes out of the quantum realm <laughs> at the beginning of Avengers <laughs> 4. Like, hey guys, um, is it me or is half of humanity like wiped out? I know. Uh, does anybody have some orange slices? <laughs> some uh, orange slices. Yeah, we talked about that in a previous episode before where we think Ant-Man might be the key uh, to Avengers Four, uh, mm-hmm. we know the Russos have said that uh, heroes that aren't heavily featured within Infinity War are going to be the ones who are more so heavily featured uh, in Part Four. So that would, of course, lead us to believe Ant Man, along with a couple of other people, might be headlining that movie. But again, only time will tell. I'm, uh, I'm personally hoping I at least get a little taste of Ant Man because yeah, he's uh, he's definitely in my top five. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, I don't want them to really shortchange anybody. If they're an Avenger, I hope they have something to do with this movie coming up. So, uh, Bucky, uh, Bucky's another big, uh, big deal right now. The last we saw of him uh, was actually he's probably one of the more recent ones we've seen. But uh, in the in the end of Civil War, he gets brought to Wakanda, and he's sort of put on ice again, but with the hope of being fixed sort of uh, getting the brainwashing removed from him obviously he gets his arm busted off at the end of civil war and uh so without the arm um we see him again in black panther which i was so glad that we got to see him in that stinger because the whole time in the movie i'm thinking to myself all right if he's in wakanda they haven't once referenced him other than saying that shuri's like oh another white boy for me to fix or something like that so uh, i was hoping that we would get to see him sure enough stinger happens he's he's there and the kids are calling him white wolf which is going to be his new persona in infinity war so that's pretty exciting because white wolf is definitely a comic book character was never bucky in the comics but definitely um sort of like um, an unofficial member of the royal family as a result of a mm-hmm. uh, relationship with T'Challa. So um, it's gonna, it'll be nice to see that dynamic sort of expressed in, in Infinity War. Yep, yep. And then uh, you touched on it briefly uh, earlier, but you got uh, Black Widow and the Falcon, you know, uh, busted out of the raft and a secret avenging with Captain uh, Black Widow's like, Man, everybody knows my face. I guess I'll be blonde. That ought to do it. Uh, so now she's blonde. <laughs> her identity. And Falcon, uh, uh, I don't think he's doing anything to conceal his identity, as far as I can tell. So he's just uh, still flying around in his dang wings. Yeah, that's Maybe a good he'll point. have uh, two drones 
instead of one this time. You never know. They might change it up a little bit for him. I guess, but I guess my question is, how did he get those wings back? Because those guys, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, obviously, they kept them on the raft just in case. They're like, listen, you're here forever, but we'll keep the wings over here forever also. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. You know, it wasn't until you just said this that I sort of, now I understand why Black Widow got her hair changed all, like, blonde and stuff. It didn't oh, yeah. even dawn on me that she's trying to evade, like, being captured again. She's a fugitive. Yeah, yeah she'd change up her look. That makes perfect freaking sense. God damn, you're a genius. I'm so smart. So I am so smart. S-M-R-T. <laughs> I mean, S-M-A-R-T. <laughs> so uh, today's uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter post from Geek So To Speak podcast was a picture of War Machine. And War Machine was letting us know that it's 11 days until Infinity War. And speaking of War Machine, he is recovering from a Civil War injury. Of course, we saw during the big uh, airport sequence, the big giant airport fight, uh, he gets sort of shot out of the sky by, uh, by Vision's blast and uh, ends up kind of plummeting to his... We were concerned, at least in the trailers, I was concerned that it was pretty much the end of Rhodes. Uh, but uh, he actually is still alive, but just sort of paralyzed from the waist down, or at least from like the legs down. Um, and <laughs> you mean his feet? <laughs> the legs down. <laughs> well, I mean like from his like thighs. I know what you meant. <laughs> you sounded funny. You know, legs down, his feet. <laughs> They're paralyzed. You know, you know, that's how it goes. Can't even wiggle his toes, man. It's terrible. Is it a paraplegic? Yeah, paraplegic. Um, So thankfully, of course, he's got a a good buddy named Tony Stark. And you can see in the trailers, he's definitely got some contraptions on his legs that are allowing him to stand upright and theoretically walk. So um, he's still at Avengers headquarters, getting better, recovering. Uh, We do see that he will take on the... Uh, the War Machine armor, which is a new, like a, like almost like a 2.0 armor. It looks pretty badass. It's kind of got this like camo element to it. I really like the look of it. Yeah, sort of like 8-bit, almost 8-bit sort of Yeah, camo exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm upset though that they showed him as the Iron Patriot in <laughs> Iron Man 3. They're like, check out this sweet new suit. You're never going to see it again. <laughs> we never saw the Iron Patriot suit again. I was a little upset by that, but this uh, this new suit, the new paint job on it. Okay, that makes up for it. I like it. <laughs> it works. I like it. And then, of course, you got uh, the whole uh, Asgardian gang. You know, Thor, Loki, Hulk is with them. Uh, Korg, Heimdall. Uh, of course, as all you know, after Thor Ragnarok, Asgard is destroyed. Uh, but luckily, the few remaining Asgardians all come together with Thor, Loki, Hulk, Korg, and Heimdall. And they make a course to Earth to set up Asgard 2.0. But last we saw in the little stinger scene in Thor Ragnarok as as they're on course to Earth, a big fat ship just gets right within their vision. Thanos' ship. Sanctuary 2. Yep, and something tells me these guys are going to be effed in the A. (laughs) Uh, I'm really, really concerned for the Asgardians because I mean we don't know what happens to that ship but what we have seen in the trailers it does not look good it looks like a bunch of freaking dead bodies and Loki's like walking like sort of like sidestepping around them so that he can give Thanos the space stone uh, Tesseract but 
it makes me wonder does that mean that all the asgardians got their got like fucking annihilated like we they saved the last asgardians they got them off of asgard right before ragnarok took place right before surtur just like demolished the whole thing the foundation is good then we can always come back (laughs) (laughs) but instead the potential for the asgardians not even to make it to earth i don't know that's that's pretty like that's pretty vicious for a, a, a movie to really just demonstrate genocide, the entire Asgardian race demolished. So, oh yeah, well, uh, and, uh, it, and it makes me more worried. I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm less worried about the Asgardians and more worried about the interesting characters like Korg, like um, Heimdall, like Valkyrie. That's true, man. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like it would be a mistake to kill Valkyrie. Right. Because, uh, you know, there's all these rumors start floating around. Of course, nothing official, obviously, but they're making a, you know, want to sort of have a, a woman-led MCU movie, uh, Valkyrie included, you know, uh, with Black Widow, uh, Scarlet Witch, and, you know, v- the various other uh, Shuri and, and everybody. But, like, uh, she's such a strong character that everybody liked. Like, it would be weird that they would just kill her off like that. But then... On the other hand, we know nothing is safe. Um, <laughs> but I'd be more mad if they kill Korg, which I sort of have, like, I, no, obviously none of us have seen the movie, so it's not a spoiler here, but uh, everybody looks pretty boned on that ship, <laughs> uh, at least within the trailer. So something tells me that I might not be seeing uh, my favorite rock giant again anytime soon. Uh, at least, At least if they give him one line, like, it was Sun Revolution. <laughs> you want to come? <laughs> like to, to Thanos right before Thanos just like slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> like that'd be so funny. Uh, poor Korg. Uh, poor Korg. And then you got Hulk, who's on there too, uh, who we know at least from the trailer to Infinity War ends up in the Sanctum Sanctorum flying through the dang sky. So maybe uh, Thanos punches him so hard that he freaking turns back into Bruce Banner. <laughs> Imagine get, hitting the Hulk hard enough that he just goes back into a person. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well and they they, they have talked a little bit about uh the nature of hulk and sort of hulk storyline and bruce banner and uh he's now very concerned about changing into the hulk because he feels like each time he turns is going to be his last time as banner that he might not be able to turn back into hulk so um to see him like crash through the sanctum sanctorum and, and uh, dr strange and wong are looking at him like what the heck and you can tell that clearly that that he's sort of fulfilling the the Silver Surfer role from the uh, Jim Starlin comic uh, Infinity Gauntlet. It, it definitely uh, it presents a unique sort of storyline for him to overcome or for him to experience. So I'm really interested to see what they do with Bruce Banner slash Hulk. That'll be a lot of fun. He has Guardians, uh, Korg, Heimdall. Heimdall, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about Heimdall, but he might have a bigger role to play than we've seen yet. So uh, I think he's been kind of misused most of the Thor movies at this point. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, We were talking about the Sanctum Sanctorum. Perfect segue to Doctor Strange and Wong. So uh, they are still hanging out in New York uh, on, um, what is it? One, two, seven. What's the address? It's Bleecker Street. Of course, I don't remember. 
I don't remember the exact address. Let's see. Dr. Strange Something address. 127A. It's, it's 177A bleakers. Ah, 177A. There we go. Okay. Um, so yeah, so they're hanging out in the Sanctum Sanctorum. They're watching out for uh, any kind of threats, whether that be interdimensional or magical. Uh, we haven't seen much from them other than that, but we do know that they factor heavily into the what seems to be the the New York storyline of Infinity War, at least sort of the arrival of Thanos or some of his Black Order. So the, uh, it looks like Doctor Strange and Wong will be paired up with Iron Man uh, and Bruce Banner. So that'll be an interesting uh, dynamic to see all of them together. It'll be the first time that uh, Iron Man and Doctor Strange will interact. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, that interaction. I'm not so sure it's going to go very well. I don't think that those two would probably get along. I think they would probably have a bit of, um, they're both kind of egotistical people. So I would feel like they probably would sort of fight for uh, the thunder, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. And I like that they're giving Wong a, uh, a little bit of uh, uh, the spotlight within this movie too. Yeah. Like, he was, he was very like a, very much like a scene stealing character. I thought, and Doctor Strange, and so I'm, <laughs> I'm happy that they're giving him a little bit in here too. I hope uh, they they just show like a little shot of him listening to Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> but I like his character a lot. I think I think that actor uh, is very underrated, and so I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing how they use him in this movie. Um, I like him a lot. I think his name is Benedict Wong, if I'm not mistaken. His, yeah, his it yeah Wong is in his uh, last name. I don't know <laughs> Benedict. Now you're confusing me. No, I'm pretty uh, sure. Man, okay. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, Wong. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up, you got your boys, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, uh, of course, they're hot off of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Um, it's I'm sure everybody knows, uh, or at least most everybody knows, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 took place uh, very shortly after Guardians of the Galaxy 1, almost immediately after that movie. So they're a little behind in the official MCU timeline. And so uh, by the time Infinity War hits, uh, it's been about four years, at least according to the Russo brothers, since uh, we saw them at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So... uh, they're supposed to have a little more of a family dynamic. They work a little better as a team at this point. Still, of course, uh, nothing but uh, quips and jabs at each other, as uh, one would expect. Uh, you already know from the trailer. Uh, it's, a, it's a good plan, except it sucks. And so, you know, <laughs> you know Star-Lord. He's, a, he's still the same old Star-Lord. Um, Groot is a, an angsty teenager at this point. Going, I am Groot. doing his teenage I am Groot's and uh, Nebula has uh, ran off at the end of Guardians Volume 2 to seek revenge against Thanos and so I guess we can see see how well that went for them but up until this point uh, we know they're just flying along their merry way when they get bashed by Thor hitting them on the very front windshield of the Milano and yeah we'll, uh, we'll find out what's going on there yeah, you know, that's a really interesting scene that uh, Thor sort of appears, because it makes you wonder, um, are are they where Thor's ship was? And that means that the ship is legitimately destroyed? Or was Thor maybe, maybe like right after Thanos got the Space Stone, he opened up a portal and sent like Thor right through it. 
and maybe Thor ended up somewhere else, and that's where they're bumping into him. But one thing we did see is that there is like wreckage um, all around that area that they're, they said, we're arriving. And that's not in the trailer, that's in the, um, the D23 trailer that it was not like an official one. It was sort of like a bootleg one that people saw on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But it shows them arriving and you hear Manticles, we are arriving. And like, what happened? And they're like surprised to see all the wreckage. It kind of makes me wonder, well, what if it's not, what if it's not the, the Asgardian ship? What if it's actually nowhere? And what mm-hmm. if they're arriving at nowhere because they're trying to uh, get there to sort of protect the reality stone, which is still under the protection of the collector. And maybe nowhere gets totally blasted because Thanos has already been there is my guess. Yeah, maybe could be. So could be. It's all, I mean, uh, all very, uh, ooh, all these theories. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, so Guardians and Nebula. Yeah, Nebula we haven't seen that much of in the trailers, if at all. So that's going to be really exciting to see what's up with her. Um, the the most recent MCU movie uh, showed us what's going on for Black Panther. So uh, he, by the end of the movie, revealed to the world that Wakanda is not this piss poor third world country just living in poverty and and everything no they're actually one of the most if not the most technologically advanced society uh and country in existence and they want to offer aid to uh to other countries so they sort of open up their borders and set up um uh, outreach programs uh, in uh where was that in California Compton or something? Yeah, it's Compton. Yeah. Compton. Uh, and, uh, obviously he is the King of Wakanda currently, uh, and also the black Panther. So T'Challa has really just, that movie was so freaking sick. I loved it. I loved black Panther. It was very good. Very nice. Uh, but in my opinion, I'm the minority, not as good as Spider-Man. <laughs> you got your boy Spider-Man uh, still in high school at this point, or at least we can assume, um, because we know a little bit of this time um, in Infinity War has also passed since Civil War. So uh, if he's a freshman or a sophomore in Spider-Man Homecoming, you could assume that he's a senior, at least that's what we assume. I guess we'll find out when we see the movie. Uh, but he's still in high school. Uh, we know that he's uh, running around on that bus still, as we see in the trailer. Um, swinging around New York, looking out for the little guys, as he likes to put it. Uh, having turned down a role within the Avengers, he's still in his classic Spider-Man suit, which we know will change into the Iron Spider, again, based on the trailers. Um, the thing that always makes me laugh anytime the Avengers trailer comes on in the cuts to the Spider-Man scene as you'll see spider-man he's clearly not paying attention the the hairs on his arm go up his spider sense activates and he looks out the window and sees that giant floating ship and then immediately it cuts to him on the outside of the the school bus hanging off the side pulling (laughs) his mask down and what i'm really interested in finding out is how he got from (laughs) inside the bus to outside the bus on a on a school bus full of students without them seeing he noticed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he just swings off with Spider-Man. Uh, we know that Ned, his pal, uh, who is also going to be in this movie, knows that he is Spider-Man. We know uh, Aunt May, or at least we can assume she knows he's Spider-Man at the end of the movie. Uh, maybe it's known within the high school that he's Spider-Man, although that sort of seems sort of counter uh, intuitive against the, the whole point of the character. Yeah. But, 
I'm just really interested in seeing how he gets out of the bus. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> what I want to see. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, still uh, still learning the ropes, still figuring out how to be him. And that's what my boy Spidey's at. Yeah, it'd be really awesome to see that Iron Spider suit in action. Oh, does yeah. make me wonder about those tentacle arm things. That oh yeah, those three arms. Well, it's four now. I mean, I'm supposed that was going to be a surprise, but you know, they keep putting out toys, showing them with it. There's there's official promo art with them, so surprise is gone. We know yeah. he's going to have the yeah. The I, arm. Even even today, I think I saw a picture of his Hot Toys uh, toy, which is Hot Toys is known for for those that don't know, uh, making like one sixth uh, to scale figures. And they're always extremely detailed, multiple heads, multiple uh, uh, hands and various poses. And like, it is like photo reel on like facial features and things like that. But the the um, version of the suit that's the iron spider suit definitely has those uh, those appendages, those sort of spider arms or spider legs. But as far as how they're adhered, that's the part that I'm not really sure about. And obviously, we'll, we have 11 days before we'll know for sure. So yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And then, of course, to round things out, the last of our heroes uh, and perhaps the most elusive is Nick Fury. We have not seen him for some time. Last thing we saw of him was uh, a last minute uh, rescue uh, with the help of some helicarriers that were taken out of storage. Uh, in Age of Ultron, Nick Fury uh, helped uh, the Avengers out, and um, he also assisted Black Widow in tracking down the Hulk. So uh, that's all we've seen yeah. of, of Nick, really. I mean, he kind of just backed off from there. He sort of was done. But I, I highly doubt he's, like, done, done. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, we know he's going to be in Captain Marvel, of course. Uh, Samuel Jackson has gone on the record yes. uh, in the past going, I'm not in this movie. That's my Samuel Jackson. Uh, <laughs> I'm not in it. I, I'm, I can't do it. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, these rumors are circulating now that maybe he is in the movie. This is Marvel. They're very sneaky. They're sneaky, sneaky over they there in Marvel. So sneaky. So yeah, so it's it's he might be in it. You never know. Now, of course, you're asking yourself. Okay, well, th thank you so much for the the hero recap. What about them stones? Oh, you mean those Infinity Stones? Kachow, kachow. So in the Infinity Stones, there are a total of one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, six stones. Uh, you might have heard them called Infinity Gems. You might have heard them called Soul Gems. But guess what? In this movie, the MacGuffins of the MCU are the Infinity Stones. Yes, uh, spread out uh, over the last 18 movies. Uh, some directly referred to as Infinity Stones. Some uh, not directly referred to as Infinity Stones. And then some retroactively turned into Infinity Stones like it was their idea all along. <laughs> we'll just pretend that that's what happened. Um, well, let's start off with the Mind Stone. Now, the Mind Stone, well, let's do this. I'll tell you what the Mind Stone can do and then I'll tell you where it was last seen. That's good. So the Mind Stone can grant its user telepathy and telekinesis. It can access all the minds in existence when combined with the power stone, which can enhance all the other stones. We'll talk about that though when we get a little further, but essentially it sounds like what it sounds like. So it was seen uh, first seen within Loki's staff in the Avengers. And so as you recall, Loki 
would touch everybody on their chest with his staff, and all of a sudden, he's controlling their minds. So there you go. That explains the mind gem. And then it was busted out of the staff in Age of Ultron and put into the uh, the human 3D printer uh, along with a little vibranium and voila, now you have the Vision who is powered by the Mind Stone and it's right in his head. Now, Thanos is coming for all the stones, which means Thanos is coming for Vision because it's in his head. So something tells me that the Vision is also effed in the A. But only time will tell. Yeah, that's, that's our true. our phrase. <laughs> only time will tell. <laughs> Several times. Uh, but that that is the whereabouts of the mind stone. Yeah, yeah. That's it's gonna be scary. I don't know what's gonna happen to Vision once they take that out of his head. If they if they do take it out of his head. Um, but if anybody can figure it out, sure he can. So I, she sure he can. <laughs> the next stone. Perhaps the most powerful stone is the Power Stone. Uh, this particular stone, purple in color, uh, grants users great power, strength, endurance, stamina, and impotence. I mean, <laughs> omnip omnipotence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it might help you with the impotence if you happen to have impotence, but it gives you omnipotence. Uh, it also enhances all of the other Infinity Stones. So if you happen to get this Power Stone next to some of the other ones, perhaps in like a gauntlet of some kind, mm, yes. uh, then it would only serve to multiply the absolute force and strength of these stones, which is kind of a scary thought. Oh my gosh. So anyways, this particular stone was found inside the orb, which was featured in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, discovered by Star-Lord, uh, and I forget the name of the planet that it was found on. I think it was like Croag or Cro... I can't think of it off the top of my head. Anyways. Uh, uh, the Agro Crag. Yeah, it, it was the winning prize at the top of the Agro Crag if you're the first team to get there. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, <laughs> on your mark, get set. <laughs> <laughs> well, will us the whistle in later. Do, do, you have it guts uh, anyways so uh this particular stone is currently in the possession of the nova Corps, uh on xandar protected uh by uh nova prime it's in like a special vault and that's the last we've seen of it oh and, man uh, one little note about this particular stone what we have seen in the trailers indicates that thanos gets this stone first Ah, yes, yes, yes. Well, it would make sense to go after it first. It's the power stone. Right. If it's going to enhance the abilities of all the other stones, get that one first, and then everything else that happens after that is only going to be that much more amplified. So he gets this stone first. How he gets it, only time will tell. Oh, man. Do you think that, um, <laughs> do you think that we'll see, uh, who played Nova Prime? Uh, Meryl Streep? Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Glenn Close and John C. Riley just getting their asses handed to them by Thanos. <laughs> like, that'd be awesome. I, would, I think it'd be funny if John C. Riley's character, he's he's like, um, uh, Thanos walks in and his character's like, you have to call me Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and Thanos is like, zap, you're dead. <laughs> oh, man. Please, please. What? 
They should really let us write this movie. This is... <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's talk about the Reality Stone. Now, the Reality Stone allows its user to bend reality to their will. Can uh, turn matter into dark matter, whatever that means, uh, as seen within Thor, the Dark World. Um, it was known as the Ether within that movie, a strange gross liquid uh, that has somehow managed to form itself back into the Infinity Stone itself, uh, but essentially lets you uh, write reality the way you see it. So up is down, black is white, left is right. Yeah, it's it's pretty much just let, lets you pick how you want it to be. Um, again, it was seen as the ether in Thor the Dark World. It was given to the Collector by the Asgardians for safekeeping in the Stinger for Thor the Dark World. That was your very first glimpse of the Collector. And the thing that I really liked about that Stinger scene is just how, sort of like, you've got Asgardians interacting with the Collector, just like two different worlds, two different aesthetics, but like cultures if you will but like how everybody can interact with each other but not even blink an eye like i just really like that and so i'm really interested in seeing the collector again in this movie because if it's in his collection the tivian collection hopefully we can see the collector again uh maybe he'll talk about his brother <laughs> maybe he'll talk about his ride at disneyland oh yes uh, <laughs> i had the guardians and they escaped ah <laughs> <laughs> in a perfectly eight minute in eight minutes. Ah, it was crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that stinger was pretty cool because it was the first instance of recognizing this ether to be a re uh, uh, an infinity stone. So, um, so that was kind of a cool element to bring that in. I think that they this is a particularly difficult stone to sort of portray its power uh, because of the nature of how like you can kind of just make reality whatever you want it to be. So I don't really feel like they've, we've really truly seen what the ether can do. I don't think the dark world is a particularly good movie. Um, it's one of the darkest moments I think in the MCU in terms of like quality films. Mm -hmm. And so the reality stone has sort of gotten a, a bad rap so far. So I kind of hope that if we do see this stone, if Thanos does get this stone, that we get to see some of its power actually take take shape, that would be pretty awesome. So. Yep, yep, yep. I, I concur. Uh, moving on from the Reality Stone, the next one on the list is the Space Stone. So this particular stone grants its user access to interdimensional travel. So you can kind of use it like a portal from one point of the universe to another. And it also grants the ability of omnipresence, so that way you can be in pretty much everywhere at once. Um, this particular stone was housed inside a container, as with a lot of these Infinity Stones, they had sort of a container keeping it sort of confined until uh, someone broke it open. And of course, within the Tesseract, which was first featured in Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, the Tesseract holds the Space Stone. Now, currently, uh, when we last saw the Tesseract, it was in Odin's treasure room in the vault. Uh, and Loki, on his way to drop Surtur's skull into the Eternal Flame, he went ahead and uh, happened to take a really long glimpse, a, a very lingering stare at the Tesseract. And we know from the trailers that he definitely 
still has the Tesseract in his possession and gives it to Thanos uh, sort of as a, I'm sorry, please don't kill me. Um, I borrowed it and then now I'm finally returning it, but hopefully you're not gonna charge me any interest. And uh, we don't know what's gonna happen, but it don't look good. We definitely see though that as, as far as how many stones Thanos gets in the movie, we know he at least gets two because he definitely gets the space stone. Yes. And then from there, you have the Time Stone, our green little friend. Uh, the Time Stone pretty much sounds like what it sounds like. It grants the user ability to control time by decelerating or accelerating its flow, as seen in uh, Doctor Strange. Um, well, I'll touch on that in a second. It can also grant you the ability to see into the future, into the past, travel through time, create time loops. Um, and it's currently housed inside of the Eye of Agamotto, which is around the neck of Doctor Strange. And when he's not wearing it around his neck, he keeps it in a nice little vault within the Sanctum Sanctorum. Um, so like I had mentioned before, it can accelerate or decelerate time. Uh, some examples, of course, mainly within the Doctor Strange movie, uh, the scene where he's figuring out how to use it, where he's taking the half-eaten apple, turning it into a whole apple, and into a fully rotten core of an apple. The whole climactic battle at the end uh, with Dormammu, and he is sticking Dormammu in a time loop, because obviously Doctor Strange can't do anything to defeat him, uh, a giant uh, godlike being but uses brains, so he uses the time stone to trick him, and of course have that sweet reverse fight. Uh, no real better way to describe it at the end, <laughs> but when Dormammu is invading Earth uh, at the end of Doctor Strange. So essentially, again, it sounds pretty much what it sounds like, the ability to control time, and it is, again, in the possession of Doctor Strange, and as we can also tell by the trailer, Doctor Strange, also is getting effed in the A. <laughs> yeah, in the trailer um, by uh, Ebony Maw. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That worries me. That really concerns me. Of the stones that exist that we've seen, the Time Stone is by far my favorite right now. So um, I really, really, really hope that Doctor Strange is able to hold on to it. But I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, something tells me he's not. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Um, now, the final stone, uh, which has been the talk of the town, is the Soul Stone. This particular stone, which we have not yet seen in the MCU, has some very unique and scary abilities. So um, the Soul Stone is able to manipulate the souls of the dead and the living and can grant the user the ability to control all living beings in existence. Additionally, as if that wasn't enough, the Soul Stone also can open up a gateway to a pocket dimension where souls can be trapped. Uh, in the comics, the Soul Stone is sentient and thirsts for souls. Um, I just finished reading Infinity Gauntlet just the other day, and um, the character of Adam Warlock was sort of trapped within that Soul Stone uh, pocket universe. So that was a very interesting element to sort of see him uh, in that in that spot. Now, right now, the location of the Soul Stone is unknown, but there are plenty, 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 plenty of theories as to where the Soul Stone is. But if you want to hear about those theories, you're going to have to stick around. And uh, we're going to take a short break uh, because Wonder Rob uh, had a lot of pizza and, uh, and a few PB&Js. And That's right. 
he might need a bathroom break. So uh, <laughs> we're going to take a quick bio break, uh, but please enjoy uh, this commercial from our fans and friends over at Majors Mess Hall. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Gavin. I'm Scott. I'm Craig. And uh, we are the hosts of Majors Mess Hall Podcast. A podcast that's based across three nations. I'm in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. I'm in Chicago, Illinois, USA. Should I say England or Liverpool? Fucking hell, mate. Where are you from? I can't say Birkenhead, can I? No, so just say you're from Liverpool, UK. Christ. Our show is largely comedy-based, and we've had some amazing guests so far. From multi-platinum musical acts to actors from shows such as The Office, Only Fools and Horses, and the Netflix show Trailer Park Boys. So come join us every two weeks for a laugh or two. We promise you won't regret it. Craig. Huh? Are you going to say something, mate? You've hardly done any talking here. Uh, it's, just, it's just still a promo. Yeah, still a promo. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. It'd be fascinating. Oh, God. Anyway, guys, find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and you can even go to majorsmessall.com and you'll find everything you need to know there. Craig. What? Say bye, mate. Oh, bye. Hey, gang, we're back. What's How was that break? Did you, uh, did you have a good pee? Good. Unless you're driving, then still good. <laughs> Live your best life. That's all I'm saying. But we're back to continue our path to infinity war. We're going to pick up the conversation with the Soul Stone. Now, right before we left, we uh, pointed out, or uh, by we, I mean the ever so knowledgeable Shaf, pointed out that the Soul Stone <laughs> whereabouts within the MCU are currently unknown. But there are tons, tons of theories floating around uh, in the, uh, the, I almost said the Twitterverse, but it's more than the Twitterverse. It's the everything-verse on where the Soul Stone is. So let's dive in shall we into some of these conspiracy theories so the first most biggest one that people have been talking about forever now is the one that circulated around when black panther came out is the soul stone in wakanda specifically the the soul stone within the vibranium meteorite that landed on earth enhancing the abilities of the vibranium, but more specifically in the reason why this theory really popped up to begin with is that within Black Panther, you see that uh, the royal family has access to the heart-shaped herb, mm-hmm. a plant that's not found anywhere else on Earth, but that can enhance the abilities of the individual who consumes it and access to the astral plane where you can speak to the souls of your past ancestors. Um, now, it, it all sort of makes sense um, within that context, I suppose, but I really don't think it's going to be there. Uh, two reasons. Number one, um, I believe that there's too many Infinity Stones on Earth already. Yeah. So why, ha- why would all of them uh, be on Earth? Uh, very big coincidence. But two, I believe uh, the Russo brothers... And uh, and everybody else involved have already come out and said, uh, 
that's actually not correct. Uh, it's not going to be there. So uh, just shut your face. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I think that's I, actually. You know, I I wanted it originally to be in Wakanda because originally I was like, well, that's clearly why Thanos is attacking Wakanda. But now it's made very clear the reason why he's attacking Wakanda is because Vision is trying is being protected there. So yes, yeah. So that makes perfect sense. Um, another possible theory, and this one sort of is a theory built into a theory, uh, is related to what's called the Thanos theory. The Thanos being an acronym. So uh, what we have seen, and so far, people have been able to fudge this to be accurate. So what they're saying yeah. is that Thanos, if you were to spell out the letters, T-H-A-N-O-S, that each of the letters symbolizes one of the Infinity Stone's uh, locations. Um, so for instance, the Space Stone was found inside the Tesseract, which is where the T in Thanos gets its name. Moving along, the Reality Stone found inside the Ether, but the Ether is spelled A-E, so uh, that's where we get our A. Uh, the Time Stone is part of a necklace that Doctor Strange wears. This one's a little bit of a stretch to me, but I'll, I'll buy it. Um, that the, the N for necklace is the N in Thanos. The Power Stone found inside an orb, O for orb, and the Mind Stone is in the scepter, S for scepter. So the only letter that we're missing is H. So then the question becomes, is the Soul Stone in something that starts with H? And that leads us into our next theory. Yep, so uh, there's a couple of different uh, theories of what the H could stand for. Of course, the one that everybody uh, likes to spit out first. And of course, uh, I like to spit out, uh, I'm pretty sure I've even said it on the show at one point, that <laughs> the uh, Soul Stone is in the possession of Heimdall, the, uh, the all-seeing, all-knowing protector of Asgard. Um, Theories for this would include, aside from the H in the Thanos theory, uh, he's all gold, uh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> the, the stone's gold, and so is he. His eyes are gold, uh, and so is the stone, and he can see every soul in existence when he uh, is guarding the, uh, the Rainbow Bridge to Asgard and can call upon and can call people back to Asgard. Uh, because he has that ability. So uh, a strong theory is that Heimdall has actually been in possession of the Soul Stone this whole time. That would be interesting. I actually, I really like this theory. Um, I would like to see that Heimdall has more to do than what he has done so far. Definitely the aspect of souls, the mention of uh, that he can see all the souls and all the nine realms and blah, blah, blah. Like, I want that to be accurate. And it would be very cool. It would really theoretically mean that Heimdall gets fucking punished and murdered in this next movie. But um, it's interesting. But that's not the only potential H. It could also be an H representing the word him, which is the name referred to for Adam Warlock, who we just mentioned um, previously in the comics, uh, sort of lived inside the pocket universe of the soul gem. Um, and he was also teased in the stinger for guardians of the galaxy volume two. Um, now James Gunn has said that he 
although he really likes his character, he's not really letting on if that character is going to appear in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, or if this character somehow has like a cameo appearance in Infinity War and they've been keeping this a secret all this time. That would be pretty impressive if Adam Warlock is in Infinity War and no one knows it. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty sharp. That would be an, a huge reveal. Uh, granted, it would be one that one would people people would kind of hope for and maybe see coming based on their their knowledge of the comic book storyline related to Infinity War. But so far, the fact that we haven't seen this character it leads me to believe that I don't think that that's I don't think that's going going to be true. So I don't know about this Thanos theory. Um, I like it, but I also think that you know we can fudge it enough to make it make sense for us too. So I'm not I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not married to it. Yeah. Seems like a theory that's, uh, it's made by the real conspiracy theory nerds out there. Like <laughs> the Illuminati type people <laughs> and everything like, uh, uh, the H uh, clearly stands for, uh, him, uh, Adam Warlock. Like it's, I would <laughs> like to think that if they were going to pull out Adam Warlock, that it would be, it would be a disservice, I think, to just have him in, Avengers as a small little part like I think like a he should be a big character Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 or something beyond that like that just makes more sense um especially and they only just like did a little tiny baby tease of his character like you said at the end of Guardians Volume 2 so I mean uh us true Marvel zombies all know that we need to stay till the end of the credits uh for these movies but I mean your average moviegoer might not know that and so the connection might be lost between uh, Adam Warlock and his creation within that movie. So it's fun to think about, but something tells me that it's probably not that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. But uh, one another thing that's totally unrelated, and it doesn't currently have um, any basis in the Thanos theory, is that the Soul Stone is actually on Titan, which is where Thanos is from. Now, the planet itself is seen in the trailer uh, at the beginning uh, of the original, I'm sorry, the uh, official trailer, and also seen sort of at the end during some planet sequences. Um, but it's orange in its like hue. The planet itself has like a, an orange tinge to it. So the question becomes, is the planet itself the soul gem? Is that entire planet related to that? Or maybe is there, is it on the planet? Um, is the soul stone the reason why the planet is pretty much devastated? And that's sort of part of uh, Thanos' backstory. And maybe that's how he's aware that the Infinity Stones exist. I, I mean, and maybe he knows the, the power behind them. I don't know. But that's certainly a possibility um, that it's uh, on Titan. Yeah, it could be. Uh, here's, here's one of my favorite theories. Um, not so much that I believe it, <laughs> but it's more one of my favorites because to me it feels like it's Marvel-like saying to the fans what if it's this you guys <laughs> <laughs> like really just throwing out there so there was uh not too long ago there was a a piece of promotional art uh that essentially is leading uh some fans to believe that tony stark tony stark is the soul stone <laughs> <laughs> or uh the soul stone is directly related to tony stark in some way uh so essentially what it is this uh piece of promotional art has 
all six of the Infinity Stones and a corresponding hero next to it. So Space Stone has Captain America next to it because the Space Stone, of course, first appeared within Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, the Power Stone has Star-Lord in it and next to it because, of course, again, appeared in Guardians of the Galaxy. Reality Stone with Thor because it appeared within Thor to Dark World. The Mind Stone with Vision because it's, of course, in Vision's head and appeared with him and Age of Ultron. The Time Stone next to Doctor Strange. Uh, we just talked about that a little while ago. And the Soul Stone with Iron Man. A picture of Iron Man within the stone and Iron Man right next to it. Now, again, to me, this really, it feels more like Marvel knows that people are making theories here. <laughs> and so they're like, Captain America's with this one. Star-Lord's with this one. Iron Man's with this one. And the theories and the internet, uh, with well, within this these particular circles, went crazy. It wasn't like... Uh, when that Kardashian girl showed her butt. So the internet didn't break, so to say, but <laughs> it broke within our communities. Now, I personally don't think that Tony Stark really has anything to do with the soul stone, but it certainly is a popular theory that is floating around with the kids these days. Yeah. I don't believe it either. Um, it, <laughs> I think they just threw him up on the promotional art because he's a, one of the most main characters Exactly. And, and he wasn't featured in any of the artwork otherwise. Like, he wasn't connected to any of the other stones in the same direct way that the other heroes were. So they were like, well, we got to put him somewhere. He's freaking Iron Man. So, oh, well, we don't have anybody for Soulstone. Let's put him on the Soulstone. And it might have been part of his contract. He was like, I have to be featured in all promotional. I have to be featured in all promotional material. <laughs> um but yeah so i i don't i don't buy that i think that's a bunch of crap if he's it, the only bit of relation to him in the soul stone is probably has to do with the storyline maybe um he is one of the main avengers who helps try to prevent thanos from getting the soul stone is my if there is any type of of ownership for him with the soul stone it does not have to do with any of his backstory is my personal opinion yeah, or maybe it's uh, on the ring that he uses to to marry Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, this whole time, <laughs> I thought I thought it was a birthstone. <laughs> it's like I found that at a pawn shop. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's still; these are still not the only theories related to the Soul Stone. It's it's such a uh, an elusive and mysterious object. Oh yeah, there's uh, people talking about you know maybe Thanos already has it or has had it the whole time or it's not in the movie at all uh, because we know that there's going to be a part four event well not part four <laughs> Avengers four part two of this uh, this Infinity story the uh, as of unnamed Avengers four um, so that's also a possibility or that the Soul Stone isn't even within the present timeline. Thanos needs to get the Time Stone in order to retrieve the Soul Stone. What craziness is that? <laughs> and then the other major theory out there right now is that the Soul Stone is currently in the Quantum Realm, which would be a difficult spot for people to get it. So that would certainly require some assistance uh, from perhaps reality-bending type things, or um, the Time Stone certainly seems to have the ability to travel through the dimensions and things like that. So there's a lot of other elements there. Do you have any favorite theory related to the Soul Stone? Do you think any one of them has merit, or do you think that we really haven't figured it out yet? 
Um, I'd like to think that we haven't figured it out yet. I'd like to think that Marvel would be smart enough to, to think of theories that everybody would think of, and they'd be like, nope, uh, that's not it. Or, of course, maybe it was under our nose the whole time. Uh, if I remember correctly, within some of these new commercials, even though that I haven't watched them, uh, that the the Soulstone is appearing on the gauntlet in some of these new that's right. commercials, uh, where he only has four um, and I believe it's on his, uh, not his middle finger, but the, his next finger uh, is holding the soul stone, if I remember correctly. So that might be the third one he gets. Um, I had a theory that's not on here, um, which might be debunked if that ends up being the case, is that maybe it doesn't appear, or the soul stone doesn't appear until you've gathered the other stones. Or something along those lines. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, but uh, again, I don't really think that's the case anymore because if it's already showing up on the gauntlet, then of course that really wouldn't that wouldn't fall in line. But on the other hand, we know Marvel, they're the kings of just switching out effects within trailers and commercials. Yeah. Uh, like they digitally removed Spider-Man from all, all the, the Civil War commercials until they were ready to reveal him uh so it wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if some things that we are seeing within these trailers uh are just things that they're doing to throw us off or if they're hiding things altogether. yeah uh, but out of all of these the one that i want that i want it to be is heimdall because i think idris alba is awesome and giving him a a real strong awesome role uh key to the story I think would be pretty cool. I dig it. I dig it. Um, my, pers my personal favorite. <laughs> my personal favorite is the Wakanda. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. But I really think that one's got a lot of merit. Um, went during while watching Black Panther and seeing this whole heart-shaped herb. Uh, that would actually still fit into the Thanos theory if that really was something that had any actual merit to it. The mm -hmm. H for heart shaped or the H for herb could be the H for Thanos. So um, oh, yeah. I, I still, you know, they, they said briefly, and it, it felt like a throwaway line, but I also felt like something that was meaning more. And that's that they mentioned how they haven't even really scratched the surface on that vibranium meteorite, that they haven't really gotten to the core. And one of the main things that take away from these infinity stones is oftentimes the infinity stone is in a container. Something is, is being housed by something. Mm -hmm. um, the Tesseract has the space stone, the scepter has the mind stone, all that stuff, the orb. So would it not be that difficult to believe that perhaps the vibranium meteorite is the housing of the soul stone. Um, and thus it, it does by its nature of being part of a, a rock substance, it's imbuing properties uh, into the ecosystem into, into the environment. Um, the fact that it has its own pocket dimension that that might have an effect on um, the plant life and things like that. So it's possible. That's the theory I like the most, um, but I, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Only time will tell. <laughs> Only time will tell. So we've got a bunch of other uh, things we want to throw out there, things to talk about. Um, so uh, let's just get right into it. So the some of the things we've seen in the trailers are some of the, the main points we want to kind of touch on. So um, the first thing is, will Loki survive Thanos' attack on Thor's ship of Asgardians? 
I don't know, man. I think Loki's uh, days are numbered uh, here because uh, we know that all bets were off when they were writing this movie. Um, Marvel said, yeah, just kill whoever you want. Of course, we're going to have to proofread this. <laughs> don't be killing Black Panther. You just made a billion dollars. <laughs> but we know initially they gave them the go-ahead, at least for the first run of the story, that if they felt anybody... Uh, needed to die to serve the purpose of the story and to advance the story further, they'd be allowed to do it. And so I sort of feel like Loki's days might be numbered. I sort of see it maybe in a final uh, sort of redemption mode. Like maybe he hands over the Tesseract uh, to Thanos in exchange for the like sparing of Thor's life or the Asgardians if they all don't end up just ending up uh, on the bottom of his boots. <laughs> uh, but something tells me... I think I think out of all the characters likely to die within this movie, Loki he's at if not at the top of the list, he's close to the top of the list, at least yeah. top three. I totally agree. I think his days are definitely numbered. I think part of Loki's existence in this plot, obviously he <laughs> he freaking stole the Mind Stone from Thanos. Like, he was supposed to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was just supposed to conquer Earth and then give the freaking scepter back. But no, it ended up getting exploited. It was used to create Ultron. It got in other people's hands. It ended up uh, be becoming part of an android vision character. And Thanos has been searching for all these stones when he had one from the start that he gave away. And I think that that is something that Thanos will not go easy on him for. Oh, yeah. Like, he intergalactic loan shark. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I've come to collect. And he's like, and now I'm collecting with interest. And that means that I'm totally fucking you in the asshole. And then I'm going to launch you out into space. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think, and there's that one shot of him surrounded by the Black Order and uh, Proxima Midnight's got her big, like, lance that she's ready to, like, impale him with. So I, I don't, I think that he exists in this movie to showcase just how bad and evil Thanos is and how ruthless he is. And we're going to see him get totally killed. But I do agree. I think he's going to have one redeeming moment. I think he'll, what his last final moments will be on the side of the good, uh, like, of the heroes and such. So, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so what do you think will happen to Vision if the Mind Stone uh, is removed from his forehead? Because we know Thanos is going <laughs> to collect, and he's like, what do you mean it's on a robot? And now he has to go get that robot. That's a really good question. Do you think he's just going to die, or it's going to be like, well, you're a real boy now? <laughs> I that's a, You know what? I don't think... I think, I think he'll die. I think he'll kill, kill, kill him. Because uh, if if they do tear him down and they pull the stone from his head and he just, let's say he transforms and just uh, to a guy, they're gonna be like, well, no need for this. <laughs> <laughs> like if it doesn't kill him, why would they just? Why would they just leave the guy? They're like, okay, yeah, we got this back. Okay. See you later, pal. <laughs> Thank you for kicking that out, man. That thing was really stuck in there. <laughs> Put some clothes on. <laughs> you got any capes? <laughs> I can see your wiener, pal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
you're right. He's probably going to die. He's probably going to die. Um, I don't, yeah, he's probably going to die. <laughs> now, uh, switching gears a little bit, moving from characters to planets, what do you think happened to Thanos' planet, Titan? Because when we see it in the trailer, it looks like a, a wasteland of debris. Like, it doesn't look like any structures are actually, like, upright. It looks like everything's sort of, like, jagged. Kind of reminds me of um, if you've seen, like, the Maze Runner movies, like the Scorch Trials, like, those all the buildings are kind of like destroyed or, or d dilapidated or whatever. It just looks like a mess. Oh yeah. Well, uh, we know, uh, the Russos, they said that Thanos tried to stop this uh, catastrophic event from happening to his planet. Uh, so, uh, Thanos's idea, I guess was considered too drastic and was dismissed by his people. Uh, but essentially he wanted to wipe out, half of the living beings within the universe to uh, recreate balance, you know, since uh, his planet's becoming overpopulated, too saturated, and the, the planet can't sort of sustain, sustain itself with how many beings are on it. And so uh, he sort of got laughed at. And then uh, now, who's laughing now? The planet's yeah. dead. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so essentially, you know, sort of everything got boned. Everything got boned. And, you know, Thanos is a unique character, and I hope they touch on this in the in some form of backstory for him, but he's a mutated version of his species. Mm -hmm. uh, and that makes him an outcast amongst his people. And so he's like the basically the last surviving person of Titan. Um, and that sort of helps fuel him a little bit too in, in terms of his like motivations and stuff. So I hope we get to see a little bit of that as well. Um, the, yeah. the Russo brothers have, I think, said that based on the runtime of their movie, they had to cut some of the backstory for Thanos. So I wonder how much it's going to stay in or not. Yeah, I'm sort, of, I'm sort of sad that they're they're not keeping his original motivations from the comics, where he's in love with uh, the personification of death and is essentially doing it to to win death's heart. Because um, I think that would be a very interesting thing to to happen within it like a bad guy who's mo who's got no motivation other than to impress death so he's killing everything <laughs> like like what are the avengers gonna do like well uh i get well uh i got this suit uh hawkeye's like i got these arrows uh, let's uh let's take care of it i said i like i said I, I really like that motivation just because it's so mindless and to me seems like it could be a lot scarier than the, the motivation that he has now, but I know that they're trying to sort of humanize him. Uh, but the Russos have also said that he's going to be, or will know within the first five minutes that he's the, the biggest, baddest bad guy that they've ever had. And that they want him to be the Darth Vader, their words of our generation. Dang. I bet that means we're going to see Xandar just get fucking obliterated off the face of the map. Maybe. I mean, because he's going to get that power stone, so he's going to get that somehow. Um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. He doesn't remember. So uh, let me, I'll keep going while you see if you can remember. So we know uh, the people who are absent in the trailer, you know, you got uh, my favorite core, like I was saying before, Nebula, not so much really seen in the trailers. Uh, Valkyrie, Meek. Oh, man. 
What if Meek's in this movie? I hope that so much. Knives <laughs> for hands? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm Bill Ant-Man. Uh, Wasp, of course, we know Wasp uh, isn't necessarily going to be featured in the movie. Hawkeye, Nick Fury. Uh, Captain Marvel might be the big reveal, though, within uh, this movie. Now, the Russos have uh, said Captain Marvel's not going to be in this movie. But we know her movie is being uh, essentially picking up the bat at the start of next year. So it's not going to be the next movie after Infinity War because you got Ant-Man and the Wasp. But supposedly Captain Marvel is going to be the most OP superhero, uh, according to the Russos. And so it's possible we might get a little Captain Marvel within the movie. Um, I just want a Korg. That's all I want. Um, As far as these other characters, you know that uh, Hawkeye... Uh, Arrow guy, <laughs> as Ant-Man <laughs> likes to call him, uh, said they're planning a, quote, a long play for Hawkeye, and they have an interesting story clipped out for him. Uh, and that's good, because that'll be a first. So it'll uh, be interesting <laughs> to see what they do with Hawkeye. So true. So true. By the way, I could not remember to save my life what it was. But if it comes to me, I'll, I'll bring it up. So, that's all right. Uh, so, um... Uh, Wonder Rob, what do you think about this? So, obviously, we've seen him. Uh, when, uh, Thanos has a couple of stones uh, during the trailers. Potentially in these TV spots, we also see a shot. I haven't personally seen it. I only, well, I kind of saw like a glimpse, but I quickly oh. looked, I looked away because um, that just happened to pop up on my Instagram feed. And I swear, fuck people who want to put spoilers up there. But like, they, when they put it up on the front picture, it's just like right in your your line of sight. Like even if you don't want to see it, you don't have a choice. Um, that's kind of what happened to me. Like people listening to this podcast, they know what they're getting themselves into. They are choosing to listen to it. You can't just accidentally start listening to a podcast. It's something that you do actively. But when you're looking through Instagram and you're cycling through pictures, that's just a normal. That's how you. That's how you browse. And this, yeah. of course, was a moment where the TV spot was just playing, just playing on its own. And of course, there's the shot. And that was the one thing I saw that quickly. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't no, want to. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I like shut my eyes and I like turned my phone off. <laughs> but it was clearly Thanos had what looked to be four stones on his gauntlet. And, yeah. uh, and they were in the order that I actually, a lot of the promotional artwork really indicates. And I happen to have it up on my, um, uh, my desktop as like a big old like wallpaper, but it, the order of the stones as it shows right now is uh, starting with, let's see, the gauntlet is like this, starting with the pointer finger, uh, that would be the power stone, followed by the space stone, followed by the reality stone, and then the pinky finger would have the soul stone, the thumb uh, stone is the time stone, and then the mind stone is at the, the back of the palm. Um, which leads me to believe that the mind stone is probably the last stone mm-hmm. that he picks up. It's either that or time stone. One of those two is the last one he gets. Yeah. It's, it seems weird. It has nothing to do with like the order, but the, the little hole on his, uh, the back of his palm for the centerpiece is so much bigger than all the other ones, but it's so small on the vision's head. Yeah, I was thinking the very same thing. I absolutely, that was one thing I was like, oh, well, that can't be right. 
it's only this big, but I guess mass is irrelevant when it comes to the stone. Or maybe it's not really the soul stone on his, like, cause they're, they're close in color. They're like yellow and orange. So maybe it's the, maybe it's the mind stone on his pinky, but, but maybe not because the, the climax of the movie is supposed to be in Wakanda. And so maybe it is the last one. It's sort of tough to see. Yeah. So do you think he's going to get them all by the end of the uh, movie? I hope so. I want the movie to end with him getting all of them and just giving a big fuck you to the Avengers and snapping his fingers and then cut to black. And then credits. No, no stingers or nothing. That's, that would be pretty insane. And then the, the Avengers will not return or something like that (laughs) at the end. Like, you know how they do, like, Captain America will return, like, the Avengers will not return. Or something <laughs> like that. Dang. You should like, make just these. as a big, like, oh, fuck! Like, that would be why perfect. Aren't they, why aren't they paying you to make these movies? I know, right? Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, that's pretty rad. I do hope he gets all the stones, too. Um, I, yeah. I, I mean, see, he's only gonna, he's only gonna destroy half the universe so some heroes will remain uh yeah i mean (laughs) it's like oh he only killed half of us you guys like oh what a coincidence he only killed half the universe and only half the avengers died (laughs) (laughs) they're like which of our our avengers have movies coming up next (laughs) yeah exactly who's got uh who's at the end of their term (laughs) see a downy yeah, see you, Downey. See you, Hemsworth. See you later, uh, Evans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Uh, so which uh, which characters are you looking forward to seeing paired up together? So just judging by the trailer alone and seeing the dynamic, I'm really excited to see the Avengers interact with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. But specifically, I'm excited to see Spider-Man interacting with the Guardians of the Galaxy because uh, Spider-Man doesn't take himself too seriously, just like the Guardians don't really take themselves too seriously, especially Star-Lord. And I feel like there's going to be an element of sort of like a big brother type situation, (laughs) Uh, like the cool college friend who like, (laughs) that's what it's going to feel like. And I just feel like there's going to be that fraternity, like that camaraderie from the get-go is my guess. And I I think that because Star-Lord is such he's a human, but he really hasn't lived on earth very long. Mm -hmm. Um, That when he comes back, I think he's going to have a little bit of a childlike wonder to him regarding earth. And I think that because uh, Peter's younger than the rest of the Avengers, he might relate to him uh, the best of the bunch. So I I feel like Spider-Man and the guardians are going to get along really well. That's what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) I want to see essentially rocket interacting with anybody. <laughs> like I think that's going to be hilarious. Um, I like the Doctor Strange Peter interaction in the trailer. Um, I think that would be pretty darn interesting. Uh, and I want to see the Doctor Strange uh, Tony Stark interaction. I think is going to be pretty good too. Um, I also think that like Groot and Hulk, like Teenage Groot or Hulk, or like Teenage Groot and Thor, like him just seeing like big heroes like like he was like just him getting attached to those i think would be pretty interesting 
I completely agree. Completely agree. I think that's, there's going to be a lot of really cool pair ups uh, to see them uh, kind of come down and come together. I think, um, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Karen Gillen who plays uh, Nebula. She was interviewed recently and she said that there, at one point there, I think it was her. Maybe it was, maybe it was Scarlett Johansson. Anyways, whoever it was said that at one point in the movie, there's legitimately 32 heroes on screen at the same time. <laughs> a giant splash page like like they always do like that shot in avengers age of ultron where they're they're all flying in the snow and that big circle shot yes. in avengers but like a 32 hero <laughs> shot oh that would be so awesome yeah so i mean there's gonna be so many cool things to see for the first time i love it i love it um what do you think about the the so you said the movie ending you think is going to end with a snap uh, and sort of go to black. Do you have any definites on the hero side of who's going to die? Like Loki, like I said, uh, depending on how, he, if you want to class him by him as a hero or not, but I think Loki's days are numbered. The only hero that I can think of off the top of my head who I think is, who are going to be likely to die is either going to be Nebula or Drax. Uh, just because... Tracks, you know, his whole thing is that he wants revenge on Thanos, and as soon as he sees him, he's likely just going to try to get at him. Um, same with Nebula. Um, I think Tony Stark, um, Captain America, and Thor, I think we're likely to see one of these characters die. I just don't think we're going to see them die in this movie. Mm, okay. Okay. Because I know they're their contract technically has them through Avengers 4. So I think that those, one of those characters, if not all of them, are going to be out the door. Uh, but I don't think we're going to see it in this movie. Um, do, you want, do you want to put a wager on it? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you want to bet? Like five bucks or uh, six bucks? or uh, how, about, uh, how about we bet a Lego set? Oh, okay. All right. So we're betting that Captain America, Thor, or Iron Man dies in this movie. So I'm saying they're not, and you're saying at least one of them will. Yes. All right. Fair enough. All right. You heard it here, folks. We're going on a Lego set. Uh, I'm either getting a Lego set from uh, Shaf, or I'm getting a Lego set from Shaf. So <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take that action. All right, this is good. A little, little, little uh, betting man, a little wit and wager. We'll see what, how, how that goes. This is great. I just, I really want more Legos, so I got to find ways to make that happen. All right. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Loki, um, I definitely think one of the big three heroes is going to go. My bets, uh, not my bet, my, uh, my thoughts are on Cap. Of the three that are definitely going to go, I think it's going to be Cap for sure. Because that's where the emotional center truly is. Mm -hmm. That's the most impact. Uh, so that's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. Uh, oh, and Vision. Sorry, I forgot to say Vision. Yeah, Vision. <laughs> he's, he's, out, he's out of here. Um, I actually don't... I think that from the Guardians, I think Drax is certainly a concern. I agree with you on that. But I actually think Gamora is also in danger uh, of, of dying. And I think Nebula has more to do in the next movie. Uh, because Nebula in the comics was sort of like a, a, a big driving force uh, of the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. So I feel like she's got more to her than what we've seen so far. And um, and I think that 
we're she's just getting started. So I feel like I feel like she's got more to do. So I don't think she dies in this movie. All right, all right, fair enough. Fair now, enough. moving into this potential sequel of of Avengers: Infinity War, called right now Avengers Four. What do you think the title will be of Avengers Four? See, it's tough because they said the Russos have said that they can't tell you the title of Avengers Four because it's going to spoil Avengers: Infinity War. Um, and they've also come out and said that the title of Avengers Four should scare you if you knew it. It should scare you. <laughs> uh, so I think it's going to be called Avengers Four. Uh, Freddy Krueger, Jason, The Grudge. Uh, <laughs> uh, Freddy, Avengers 4, Commitment. Commitment issue? Never mind. Okay. Hey, I was reaching on that one. All right. Uh, <laughs> I was like, is he serious? Is he serious? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's tough to say. I really don't have an idea because like, I thought maybe at first it would just be like Infinity. Like we know this is a Infinity War, so maybe it's Infinity Gauntlet. Or like Secret Wars, because a rumor has it, you know, with uh, Miss Marvel and, and uh, with the introduction of Carol Danvers, they're introducing the scrolls and all that. And that the big scroll storyline was Secret Invasion. Yeah. Um, so it might be Secret Invasion, something along those lines. But as far as like their hints specifically that it's going to, they're not telling me because it's a spoiler and that they're not telling me because I should be scared of it. I, I don't have the slightest idea. Now, I mean, I don't think this is true, but um, Zoe Saldana was interviewed. This was probably, I don't know, six months to a year ago. And she said, she's like, we're doing this right now. And then we got to go back in the studio and film Gauntlet. And, hmm. and okay. but now then James Gunn came to her defense and was like, no, 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 fans. She's not saying that Avengers 4 is called Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. She's she's confused. She really meant to say Infinity War. So it's possible she was just confused, or maybe she was spilling the beans by accident, and then Marvel was trying to pick up the pieces. Yeah. Um, or it could be working title. Could be. Could be. Um, I, I, I would like to see the Secret Invasion storyline. I think that'd be kind of a unique way to send the universe in a different direction. Yeah. Uh, perhaps, like, one of the main heroes that dies, uh, when they die, like, they turn back into their scroll form. Like, they're all, like, huddled around this dead body and then like it just like transforms back into like a scroll they're like what the heck this person was a scroll all along and then oh no secret invasion <laughs> oh no <laughs> secret invasion <laughs> um another obvious choice would be like avengers disassembled or something like that oh yeah or like new avengers yeah but avengers 4 new avengers like i like that they would just put Avengers, the word Avengers in there twice. It's the Avengers, new Avengers. Or like Avengers end of infinity because infinity would normally not have an end. Um, I don't know. Avengers, end of infinity because infinity would normally have an end. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's a little long. They might be able to take a few words out, but it sounds pretty good the way it is. <laughs> or um, I don't know is the the tagline on the post. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. You decide. Choose <laughs> <laughs> your own adventure. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, um, moving on. 
Um, the there's a few more theories to talk about. Uh, one of those just recently uh, was mentioned, and this was as recent as yesterday in terms of uh, uh, potential theories. Uh, somebody on Twitter by the Twitter handle uh, at McColland. Uh, I'm probably butchering that, but person by then looks like a, somebody who likes Tom Holland. Oh, yeah, um, you know what? Sorry. I misread it. It's MCU Holland. That's what uh, Okay. I was like, Mick McCollum. <laughs> Anyways, they said, you guys, what if the entire movie is all about the ways that it could go down seen by Doctor Strange? And we see all of our favorites die multiple times, and it's called Infinity because it never ends. And that's why the scenes in the trailer are different because they're from different timelines. And Avengers 4 is the final plan. <laughs> now, now here's, some, here's some evidence that Avengers Infinity War might have multiple timelines. Okay. So uh, in uh, there's actually two distinct versions of scenes in which Spider-Man meets Doctor Strange. So in the, the second full-length uh, trailer, Spidey says, I'm Peter, by the way. And, of course, Doctor Strange strikes his hand, uh, shakes his hand and says, Doctor Strange. Peter responds with, oh, we're using our made-up names. Then I am Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Now, recently, in the most recent TV spot, which I didn't watch, and I know you didn't watch either, Wonder Rob, mm-hmm. but they are standing at a distance, and Strange does not shake Peter's hand. And the dialogue is slightly switched around with Peter saying, I'm Spider-Man then, or he says, I'm Spider-Man then, instead. So there's some weird editing. So the question becomes, is there, are we gonna see a slightly different version of that scene? Did they film it multiple times? Are they using different footage just to make it look different? Don't know, but, 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 uh, one other thing, I'm just moving along with this. The only person who has read the entire script, the full script, is Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. So, uh, uh, it was in an interview with, like, Good Morning America, uh, Tom Holland, and uh, Tom Hiddleston, Loki. Uh, so they haven't seen the full movie or even read the full script, but that Cumberbatch has... And uh, Cumberbatch said, I had to understand what the context was. Strange has this wonderful role in it, and I'm kind of trying to hold the multiverse together. So I need to know what goes on between those brackets. So he's the only character who has lived through all the timelines. So it's interesting. It's very, very interesting. Mm, Interesting. I hadn't heard this theory. It's a little far-fetched, but I'll tell you what, if they went that route, that would be something. Yeah. That would be pretty unique because then it, that really what they could do whatever they wanted because we, we'd just be seeing in Avengers 4 the final attempt that they make to try and save the world from Thanos. So I think that'd be yeah. pretty interesting. So. And then you'd be living in the timeline where you got a Lego set from me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if, if that theory comes true and they die but they also don't die because of the multiple timelines... We both buy each other Legos. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> if this comes out, we we um 
we owe each other Lego sets, <laughs> regardless of who dies and who doesn't. Deal. <laughs> because technically, we both win and lose at the same time. So that'd be something. That'd be pretty ambitious. Like a very interesting story dynamic that a lot of people wouldn't get. Or I'd be more inclined to believe that that would be Avengers Four. Yeah, like that would fit more on that thing. Like timelines where things, different things happen at the end but you never know i think still think that would be a very interesting uh, dynamic for sure and that would certainly use dr strange appropriately because he really does have a unique element being the guy who can travel through the multiverse uh, who has already traveled through the multiverse uh, with that uh, ancient one like astral plane blast that he experienced like that was pretty pretty amazing and i think that um, phase four of the I'm sorry, phase four of the MCU is going to deal heavily with the multiverse. So that would, that would make sense. Yes. All right. All right. All right. So, uh, here's a, here's a thing that uh, I've always found interesting. Um, what's going on with Thor's eye? What's the deal? You know, some promo some promo art you see has it with both of his eyes. Some of them has with his eye patch. Uh, we've seen like in the, uh, the initial leak, trailer for infinity war he had both his eyes and uh, now uh he has one eye uh uh what's going on here and then even some toys like the toys have him with both eyes uh, so like i don't even know what's going on here anymore so that might lead into uh could potentially lead into the theory of multiple timelines also i suppose yeah that I think about it. yeah it brings a little bit more merit to that theory that's for sure yeah i suppose or, or um, we don't really understand Asgardian physiology, but I would say that he's not going to just regenerate an eyeball because if that were the case, then Odin would have regenerated an eyeball and he always had the eye patch. So my That's thoughts, true. my thoughts are maybe the eye patch thing or maybe the new eyeball is related to meeting the guardians and perhaps, you know, how like Rocket and Groot stole that guy's eyeball at the mm -hmm. end of uh, <laughs> volume two. Maybe they, maybe they give him the eyeball. <laughs> How convenient. Or I just maybe, happen to have an eyeball. Or or maybe it, it happens during the the weapon forging, because we've seen sort of this that shot of him like uh, like harnessing his lightning and he's then he like holds up the thing and you you know it's his weapon, but you know they digitally edited it out. But it's clearly gotta be that stormbreaker uh, mm -hmm. um, axe. Yeah. So the question becomes, well, maybe in the creation of that, that also regenerated his face. I don't know. But it's strange because the toys, usually the toys are dead giveaways and the toys have his eyeball there. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's like they can't make up their mind <laughs> on the, the decision. So it's very made. confusing. I hope that all, all is revealed in, in regards to his eye because right now that's the like the elephant in the room. Does he have his patch now or not? Or what's going on? So, <laughs> um, what else we got going on here? So, do you think, uh, provided that, provided that I get a Lego set, um, and Captain America dies uh, in Infinity War? Uh, by the way, I don't want him to die. I just want a Lego set. Okay. <laughs> uh, I personally would love to see them all live on and and continue to make movies forever and ever and ever. But all their contracts are up after Avengers Four, and something's going to happen. So, um, but with that in mind, 
does the mantle of Captain America move from Steve Rogers to Bucky Barnes? Or perhaps, is it Sam Wilson? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Falcon. What do you think? Do you think we're going to see uh, Captain America live on in one of these characters? Or do you think that after Steve is gone, that that's the end of Captain America? Um, I, I think Captain America as a character is too much of a, a moneymaker for Marvel. They would just get rid of it. Um, if I think the title would be passed down. Now, out of Bucky and out of Falcon, who would I rather see? I'd rather see it get the Falcon. Uh, just because... Um, I like his character better. I think, I think there's a lot of uh, room for cool stuff with that. Like Bucky, he's just been a brainwashed sort of guy uh, with one arm and one metal arm. And I mean, I guess he could be, he could be Captain America also. But Falcon can fly, man. He's got a drone, <laughs> and he and he's got more. He's got more, uh, more quips. <laughs> I just like the Falcon better. So like, if it was me choosing, I would rather it be the Falcon. I like that. I like that. I mean, it could go both ways. Um, yeah. Bucky's had a unique storyline. Maybe he's on his path to redemption. Who knows what'll happen? Um, but uh, Sebastian, I don't like Sebastian Stan that much. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I just need him to cut his hair. It's just obnoxious. The the long Bucky hair is driving me crazy. It's true. He looks like that kid from Boy Meets World. <laughs> Sean was that his name? Yeah, <laughs> it does look like Sean. <laughs> oh my gosh a special cameo appearance by mr feeney <laughs> oh boy actually speaking of cameos this is totally unrelated but i just read something today that the arrested development cast that <laughs> some of them have cameos uh in infinity war oh great michael sarah <laughs> oh hey um i wonder if there's like a banana stand or something <laughs> yeah michael sarah like oh are you fighting are you fighting uh that else that that's nice <laughs> that's nice uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. like in this dumb weird way <laughs> as, long as, as long as we get Will Arnett uh, oh my gosh I would love I would love it I would love Will Arnett to be in the MCU somehow <laughs> he's already the best Batman yes like, let, him, let him be in the MCU also <laughs> so it would be interesting to see what cameo they do with that we'll have to keep our eyes peeled but, um... <laughs> Silver Surfer We'll earn it for Silver Surfer. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, now, uh, we've got just a couple of last items before we move on to the final bit, which is our mystery unboxing. But uh, in regards to Doctor Strange, the time stone. So there's that trailer scene that has the torturing of Doctor Strange from Ebony mm -hmm. Maw. Do you think that's a moment? Do you think we should be, that that's like a, a key moment where he loses the time stone? <sighs> I'd like to think so because it really looks like they're putting the screws on Doctor Strange. Yeah. At that point, with like the the magic knives, uh, maybe magic knives are sort of universal. Like, oh, you know, if you do magic, you just got magic knives. <laughs> Everybody seems to love those glass shards. I mean, like, really. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. Unless like something happens, you know, they they uh, the other Avengers come running in and they thwart the situation but then you know they come back even harder and, and take it from him like that would re be really the only way that it could go because you know he's going to get it like in theory he's going to get all of these stones at the end of the movie yeah so uh, one way or another uh strange is losing that stone 
Thankfully, though, Strange's powers aren't built off of the stone, so it's not like he... Oh, yeah. He... Uh, if anything, he's... Like, he still has access to all of his abilities, his sling ring, all that stuff is, is still fine, but, um, but just the ability to manipulate time, which he clearly has become a master of. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. That scares me, because Doctor Strange is one of my favorites, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, like, I think... Uh... His movie was out of phase three, like it wasn't a bomb or anything by any means, but it was still like the least performing out of all of phase three. But I really liked it. Like, yeah, agreed. I, I still think I like it better than Black Panther. Um, and I know that's that's strange, <laughs> uh, but I just really like that character, and so I'm I'm super psyched to see what they do with him in this movie. I agree. I agree. One last thing about Thanos. What do you got, Wonder Rob? Well, uh, let me tell you what Joe Russo said. Uh, Joe Russo said regarding Thanos that this is a nearly unbeatable force who is determined to destroy half of life in the universe to bring it to balance. He sees it as an overgrown garden that needs to be pruned. As you mentioned, he is barely invincible. Uh, he's sort of a genetic mutation who is the Genghis Khan of the universe. He's unbeatable on the battlefield, stronger than the Hulk, skin invincible. So it's going to cost the Avengers something to defeat him. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost the Avengers something to beat him. It's going to cost the Avengers something to beat him. Uh, it's a pretty interesting uh, phrase there, Joe Russo. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps uh, cost them like a Lego set or something. Mm, uh, so shawarma. <laughs> uh, stronger than the Hulk. Stronger than the Hulk. Oh, I would love seeing the Hulk be afraid of somebody for once. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see the Hulk battle um, uh, Call Obsidian. That should be an interesting one. Or just let Hulk... <laughs> Remember how you said that they're, they're giving the Hulk uh, sort of, instead of doing a Hulk movie they're taking his story from thor ragnarok to infinity war to avengers 4 like that's going to be the hulk arc like right let's let's just see the hulk turn into mr fix it oh yeah i want great mr fix it in the zoot suit <laughs> man wise being wise guy hulk like let's see that yeah thanos hits him so hard that he turns into mr fix it. <laughs> that's what i want Oh my gosh, that would be really crazy. Or Joe Fix It. <laughs> Joe Fix it. Oh my gosh, what a weird storyline for him. Oh, like that wasn't one that I read a lot of when I was younger, but I remember seeing it every once in a while. Be like, what are they doing with the Hulk? <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. Well, that, uh, my friends, my fellow geeks, that is our theorizing episode. You are now prepared for infinity war oh yes it's in 11 days well 11 days as of this recording it might be tomorrow by the time you listen to this it might have been three years ago (laughs) you listen to this who knows (laughs) we might be the only ones listening to ourselves but that's okay yeah that's cool that's cool all right well uh now that we've taking care of these Infinity War theories. What do you say we refresh our palette with some mini mystery unboxing? Yes, please. I have All been. right. So I'm running the show on this mini mystery unboxing. So today I have for you two of the Avengers Infinity War mini mystery boxes, bobblehead boxes. I have one in my left hand. I have one in my right hand. And I'm going to let Shaft do the honors 
Which one of these do you want? Here, I'll shake this one, and then I'll shake this one. I don't know if you could hear that. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm going to go with this one. So is that my left? <laughs> We're looking at each other on video here. Oh, yeah. The I'm shaking one this one. Is it this one? Nope. Okay, he wants this one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, boys and girls. Okay, so I'm going to walk you through this. I don't know my directions. That's fine. <laughs> so I'm opening the mini mystery box for the shop. I am taking the bag out. Oh, what are the what are the potential ones? You oh, good call, good call, good call. Okay, so you could get Iron Man, Thor, Spidey, Hulk, Black Panther, Gamora, Thanos, Hulkbuster, uh, Ebony Maw, or Hot Topic exclusive looks like bearded Captain America. Bucky, and then um, I forget, I'm forgetting this character's name, Proxima Midnight. That's her. Yep. Okay, so those, those are your options. So I got the bag here. I'm opening it for you, and I'm taking a look. Now, something tells me you're going to be pretty happy about who you're seeing here. Are you ready? Dun, dun, dun. Tell me his name again. <laughs> yes! He got Iron Man. That's freaking awesome. That bleeding edge armor, though. Yeah, he's got that bleeding edge armor. Look how badass he looks. He looks awesome. He's got his hand out, his repulsor, ready to fuck shit up. All right, so you're getting Iron Man. So if I get fucking Proxima Midnight, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) All right, so I'm opening my box. I'm taking him out of his bag right now. Oh <laughs> yeah! Uh, Did you call it? No, I was close though. Ebony Ma. I got Voldemort. You got Voldemort. Does he look like Voldemort? He kind of does. He kind of so looks like a said, sad. I'm movie. pretty sure you said you wanted the one in my left hand. <laughs> oh. That's all right. Fair is fair. I'll take this little guy. I like, his, I like his hair just on the back of his head. Yeah, he has like a little like a little patch of hair on the back of his head. <laughs> that's the style. He's some sort of wizard guy too, but that's okay. That's cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on my shelf with all the others. And it only means that I have to hunt for more. That's right. And I'll tell you what, I'll keep Iron Man on my shelf too until I see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> there we go. That He'll works. Look He'll look good there until then. <laughs> sweet that went uh that went uh pretty pretty good pretty good. yeah it went pretty well for you yeah <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna like rub anything in on that one but yeah that, that went pretty well so uh <laughs> of course thank you everyone for tuning in uh, of course big thank you to our subscribers on itunes soundcloud google play pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts we're there um, if you haven't listened to us before and this is your first time, if you haven't subscribed, you got to do that. Why do they got to do that, Wonder Rob? Because they're going to be up to date with all the geek news, culture, and of course our sparkling personalities. Don't you like fun things? Don't you like fun? Are you anti-fun? Yeah. So for our current subscribers, new subscribers, friends, family, <clears throat> family, why have you not done this yet? Um, <laughs> Could you please rate and review us? Let us know what you think. Wonder Rob, we actually had some recent reviews. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them to you if you don't mind. Oh, well, I certainly don't mind. 
So uh, we had um, one user, one listener by the name of Tony Stark's Goatee. Uh, Tony Stark's Goatee happened to get on iTunes and let us know that uh, he or it thought that we were fun <laughs> and we were an awesome listen. So All right. Thank you, Mr. Goatee. That's right. And then uh, another uh, wonderful listener by the name of Ian Opinions, uh, who actually is the host of uh, Opinions uh, on YouTube. And we'll put the uh, the website link on there. Uh, who, he does an awesome uh, geek culture uh, uh, talk on on uh, on YouTube. So definitely check him out. We'll hopefully have some promos for him in the near future. Uh, but he said these two are a great duo. A singing intro, yes please. Wonder <laughs> Rob and Shaw have a lot of terrific energy. It's like sitting with a couple of your pals talking about things you love to geek out about. It's nice to hear a podcast with folks who are themselves and dig what they're talking about. My God, please do a musical episode with numbers about each topic you cover. Geek, so to speak, is a nice addition to the podcast world. Keep it up. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Thank you, Ian. Really appreciate that. Uh, definitely, if you also leave us some uh, reviews, we'll, of course, do what we just did and give you a shout-out in future episodes. That's right. So don't miss out on that. Oh, yeah. And uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Geek So To Speak Podcast. Again, Instagram and Facebook is Geek So To Speak Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, Geek So To Speak PC. That's Geek So To Speak PC. And if you want to be uh, in the know with all the good stuff, you can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at WonderRob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. And of course, you can follow The Shaff on Instagram and Twitter at I am the Shaff, I-A-M-T-H-E-S-H-O-F-F. And don't forget our website, Geek So To Speak. Dot com. <laughs> Thanks, Wonder Rob. Uh, the next episode that we cover will be one in which we have seen Avengers Infinity War. <gasps> it's finally going to be time. We will be reviewing it. We will be reliving it to Infinity War and beyond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you'll definitely not want to miss that because we love to bring you geek culture, news, and everything happening in the Marvel MCU world. So please tune in. Same Geek Time. Same Geek Channel. Have a good one. Geek. Yeah.